Buckle up, everyone, and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, the show where three rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. No, Shano. I'm the chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. It is Wednesday, and you know what that means. We've got another episode of Carpool Rugby League coming your way, and I, I couldn't believe it. it. Just before we went on, I said to the fellas, I said, round nine, is that right? Gee, the season's flying through, isn't it, Shano? Oh, insane. Like, it's, uh, it is going quick. Um, magic round next week, which mm. then you start talking origin. So... Yeah, it's it's exciting. We're we're getting to the end. We're getting to the time of year where I think certain clubs, uh, certain clubs have probably done what we didn't expect. Others have done exactly what we expected, and there's those who have slightly disappointed. Um, with with people with with certain clubs hanging around. Um, yeah, it's it's it, it is interesting. It, it's it's. I'll be honest. I, I I know there's certain people who are tipping perfectly and i can't believe it because to me this 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 is becoming a tipster's nightmare this season but yeah it's 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 proving it's proving it's proving a lot Uh, and um uh with all the talk that was around (coughs) mcguire at one stage i wonder if it's going to shift to sticky anytime soon because really yeah i i I think i think there's got to be some serious questions asked in our nation's capital and it's got nothing to do with uh the election coming up <laughs> that's right they could have an election of their own but as shano said there griffo um it's i actually think it's been um it's been an entertaining season thus far obviously some of the games haven't been as entertaining as others but given uh what we're seeing with the ladder there are teams that we wouldn't expect to be up the top and uh there's there's, there's, there's plenty to keep your eye on throughout the uh the coming weeks as the uh the competition moves forward well, it's exciting. Like, yeah, we've had the odd dud game, mm. um, some some absolute stinkers, but <laughs> um, there've been some really good games and and um, a lot of upsets uh, in the last few rounds, particularly last round. Yeah, um, and and that's what you want, unless it's your own team who's losing, but. Um, but you want to see upsets. Yours isn't. No, that's what I was going to say. Yours, no, no, that's like, mate. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's good for a competition if, if yeah. you don't know who the winner is going to be before the game starts. Definitely. It's good I for a competition. I think we're starting to get there. It's good for a competition. Not great for our tips. But um, look, I know a lot of tipsters last week really struggled. And I know that uh, talk around the water cooler Friday morning was, geez, Brisbane's already ruined our tips. Uh, going back to the first game last week, fellas, we saw the Broncos defeat the Sharks 16-7, which was a, a really big win for the Broncos. Uh, put some really, I think, just on the edge of the eight now on for and against, um, especially considering the Sharks have been playing well. Uh, on Friday in the early game, we saw the Panthers. They just seemed to get the job done. Um, I know that Griffo might have a few comments uh, about this one, and we'll, we'll talk roughly and just broadly about the... Uh, the round in a moment, but uh, the Panthers not at their best, but still they, they grind out victories. They wear down their opponents, 18 points to four. They won over the Gold Coast in the Gold Coast. Uh, the Rabbitohs won 40 points to 22 in um, what 
will be infamously known as the Carl uh, Lawton tackle match. But uh, in regards to where, how it <coughs> pans out on the table, the Rabbitohs get the two points uh, and they took those home from Gosford. The Warriors, 21-20 over the Raiders up at uh, Redcliffe. So the Woes, as you alluded to there, Shano continue for the Raider, Raiders and Ricky Stewart. Mm. Um, probably the biggest upset... I'm almost going to say this is the biggest upset of the uh, the season so far. The Canterbury Bulldogs, 16-12 over the Sydney Roosters at a core stadium on Saturday. Um, in the late game on Saturday night, the Cowboys continued their winning ways. 35-4, to they ended up uh, winning over the Parramatta Eels, blowing it out there at the end. Uh, that game took place in Darwin, and it pushes the Cowboys up to third on the ladder. The Melbourne Storm, they just can't stop scoring points um 70 the week before 50 in this game here against the newcastle knights uh in newcastle and the knights getting done uh, by that large margin at home massive concerns if they didn't already have them and uh the dragons had another good win 12 points to six so they're on a little bit of a run but uh looking back at last week's results just as a whole i think we'd probably have to say uh, one of the main talking points coming out of the round, fellas, would have to be the Cowboys. This continuation, last week we were talking about the Cowboys. We have to say they're the real deal because they keep winning. They're there. They're, they're snuck up to third on the ladder. I mean, really, really, Shano. I mean, they're not just beating the the yeah. easy beats here. They're Parramatta they're, they're a team that well. people have as a top four contender. Yeah, they're playing well. They're playing some good football. Um. Yeah, you know, I, I, I hail back to a to a season. I think it might have been four or five years ago, where where they they sort of started and come out of the blocks and then faded. Um, I hope for their sake this isn't what like that. They're a different side. They're they're just working to their strengths. They're not playing. They're not playing razzle dazzle, um, insane football. They they just they're just really playing this game. Todd Payton. And he done this at the, the Warriors. He, he just got the team playing a game where they're comfortable in. Um, yeah, it's like the old shirt game where it's like everyone's comfortable in what they're doing. Everyone's got a role. There's nothing different. You do your role. Um, and, and if you execute it at the end of the day, you'll, you'll win more games than you lose. And that's exactly mm. what they're doing at the moment. Um, I, I think what they do, I think, I think they've got the three quarters working really well. Like that seems to be their default is when they get a bit of space um, they sort of they do spread the ball and they're able to find gaps out there and I I, I just think that look, they're playing good football. I I I I, I don't know <clears throat> if it's sustainable. I don't know if they're I I, I'm, I I tend to have a bad track record track record with this. Um, sometimes I'll say the team's unpredictable and then all of a sudden they go through and nearly all the way to the grand final and you know who knows if their game is a bit predictable. Will, will it last at the back end, at the pointy end? But they're grinding out games and they're playing good football. That's what every football team in the top eight needs to do. And if you do it a bit better than most, you're in the top four. They're a dangerous team. They hold the ball. They complete well. The other night, they finished with an 89% um, completion rate. And the other thing we're also seeing, Griffo, if you actually have a look at the against column, the only team that has conceded less points than the Cowboys are the Penrith Panthers. So this is a team too. They've got, they've got their defense in order as well. Um, we talked about their recruitment in the off season, Griffo. It seems to be that 
you know, we, we said they needed to recruit better. Uh, it feels it feels like it's it didn't come down to recruitment. It was just getting the players that they have there at the club to perform. Yeah, Graham um, and Shana. For some reason earlier this afternoon, I was thinking about something that maybe happened for me back in kindergarten or year one, which is like, you know, a um, long time ago, um, probably before most of our listeners were born, um, and, and we used to do this thing where, you know, you'd have like a, a, a picture uh, or something and a, a pattern. You had to pick out the thing that didn't fit. Mm. And I'm looking at the top eight at the moment on the ladder. Which one of these is not like the other? Cowboys, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just yeah, sticks cool. out. Just, you know, when I'm, looking, I'm looking at the ladder yeah. now and that yellow star of the Cowboys logo, it's it like, you know when you look there. at the sun? It don't fit. <laughs> you look at the sun it and don't. it's... It doesn't. And you're 100% correct. And I, <laughs> I think this is where, when we gave Peyton a very big rap, um, I actually think we might have done the show from Magpie Jakes. Um, that night. That it's one. going back a bit. Um, but, but we gave him a massive rap. We said, he's a guy who's you know, stepped in and he seems to be playing. He seems to have this team playing a brand of football which suits them. I think it, I think I think that's what's at the Cowboys. I think a lot of it, you know, the players on the field get the two points, but I think the, the coach needs to take a massive bow in this regard because I think I, I really think he's changed, and it goes to show how toxic it was up there because it took him twelve months, but he seems to have changed it, and and I think you need to really take your hat off to him because um it's it it does really look like it's a coach's um it's the coach's work that's got them here. Yeah. And, uh, look, I was, you know, it doesn't look right them sitting in third spot. Mm. Well, that's even more credit to them because nobody expected this. I don't think they would have expected no. it. No. But they're playing, as you say, Shane, they're playing really good rugby league. Um, <clears throat> it's 100% credit to all involved. I don't know if they can maintain it throughout the whole season. But what they're doing is they're putting themselves in a spot where, okay, we're building up, you know, we're building up wins. We've got more wins and losses. And um, it's up to the other teams to knock them off out mm. of the eight. Uh, and they're, they're in the top four, um, which no one would have predicted really. But good luck to them. Um, two of their losses, they lost that game to the Bulldogs in round one. <laughs> um <laughs> Where you know that was where the hammer was judged slightly offside. They would have won that That's if right, you know, yeah. being a couple of centimeters back. And then they lost the Golden Point game, where they should never have lost that game against the Warriors by a field goal. So I don't even want to use the term if. What I will say is they're on ten points. They've only got two teams in front of them. Um, so yeah, absolutely, Cowboys. They're going well. Um, they'll really want to ram it home this week. They're up against the Newcastle Knights, which is very much a winnable game for them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the longer you're up there, the longer you're up there, the more likely you are to stay. Well, they've got the Knights this week at Townsville at home. Uh, they'll go in hot favourites that one. The week after, in Magic Round, they play the Tigers. They'll see those as very yeah. two very winnable games. 
the big the test. Um, round 11 and 12. Round 11, the Storm. Round 12, the Panthers. So that's a really tough fortnight they'll have at the end of the month um, in round 11 and 12. But obviously, they could be sitting well and truly in the top four. Um, and, and who'd have thought at the start of the Rent. season we'd have two top four clashes in round 11 and 12, Cowboys Storm, Panthers Cowboys. Who'd have and, thought? And, and really, we, we, we said it on the show and, and it's been well documented that, you know, last year's there's certain teams in that bottom half who have really good draws this year. If yeah. they could just get their playing roster in order, get their game in order, they really rarely play the heavyweights. You know, they, they sort of cycle backwards and forwards between between um, between the what, what would we what we'd consider to be the bottom half of the of the ladder. So it's it's they've got the draw. If they keep playing well, they've got the draw to do well. Like mm. I think you said after Panthers, I think I think then they go on a run of um, Titans. I was looking at this today. The Titans, um, uh, Dragons, George, um, Manly, yeah, they, and Brisbane Manly. Bye. Like, yeah. But even throughout the back end of the year, they still play like round nineteen. They play the Tigers again, Dragons, yeah. Bulldogs. Yeah, that's Warriors what I'm saying. Again. It's like they've got they've they've really yeah. it took one mm. of those teams with that kind of draw, and they've all got that. And, and, and I think a lot of people thought it might be the um, Dragons, but or, or you know. It's, I didn't, but Broncos <laughs> even. sort of out there. The Broncos even, but it, yeah. it seems like it's the Cowboys. Yeah. Interesting, interesting talking point coming out of last week also too. We have to make comment, fellas. Um, the Canterbury Bulldogs, this time last week, mm. uh, was part of Shano's segment where it was a bit of the yes, no, was it poor form, Gus showing up to training. I'll tell you what, Canterbury fans, they'll, they'll want Gus at every session if it means they're going to uh, win games. <laughs> They got the job done over the Roosters the other night. Mm. Um, it was a tight game. There was an opportunity where I think a lot of Dogs fans would have held their breath uh, towards the end there when uh, the Roosters uh, went in for that try that was disallowed. Got to give credit where credit's due, though. I think yeah. Griffo, uh, Bulldogs coming away with the two points. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, I didn't see that coming. Um well, it's a, a massive, uh, a massive up for the Bulldogs. It, it raises more questions about the opponents, the Roosters. Who, um, yeah, what's going on there? I agree. Um, yeah, yeah, I who's agree. Who's going on, Roosters? I, I got a gut feeling, Griff, that that they just haven't adapted well to the. Um, yeah, we know they love a penalty, and I, I really think they haven't adapted to the whole non-six again in your own 20 where it is a penalty mm. now and i think what they're doing is they're holding the player down uh and 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 oppositions are just getting a cheap exit out of out of their own end it's it's and all of a sudden you know if you get a penalty 10 15 out by the fifth you're, you're 40 out and and that's where that's where the dogs were so often i i gotta be honest i didn't think their kicking game no and I love Matt Burton's kicking game. I actually thought it was was pretty ordinary um, the other night. I thought, look, they won the game, so it doesn't matter. But but you know, like a lot of times they were kicking from that forty out zone, um, and and I, I think they just haven't adapted. When you've looked at the the, the Roosters in the last sort of well, since the start of the year, there's been some key opposition 
positions that they've played and just let them walk out of their own end. And yeah, I think that's half the problem. Yeah, it's it's, it's a bit of a it'd be a bit it'd be interesting to see how the dogs go forward as well as the roosters because you make a good point there. You know, we, uh, the way I I presented this to you guys was, you know, the dogs have had a win, but really the roosters. Um, I'm I'm almost going to say they're one of the the disappointments of the year so far because we have such high expectations of them. Um, I know that this week they have to travel to Mackay. They're hosting their game against the Titans in Mackay. But they're coming off the back of two losses, one to the Dragons, one to the Dogs. And um, they had to work really hard the weeks before to beat the Warriors and the Broncos. So Mm. if you ever watch this space with the Roosters, it's not a given anymore in your tipping comps. Um, People haven't really been using them as the knockout tip this season. Um, um, other, just I got quickly, knocked guys. up by chipping him in round one of them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> just uh, quickly, guys, a lot of talk was around last week, Talakai, um, you know, looking at him being yeah. an origin player. Looking at the way Stags played last week and, and, and doing a very good job, uh, is Talakai still in the frame or is, is Stags slightly ahead now? I think the Talakai thing, it felt to me like a you know, one hot day and everyone calling it a summer. He's in good form. Um, and he had that blistering first half against Manly. But I, uh, before I consider him, if there is a um, centre spot open, um, I'd, I'd want to see some back-to-back spots. I, I've got Stags ahead of him. And, yeah, I'm, I'm confident in saying that one, Griffo. Yeah, I've got Stags ahead of him at the moment based on their... Yeah. They went head-to-head last week and it was... Mm, uh, yeah. It wasn't a knockout victory to Stags. It was certainly, uh, you know, a uh, unanimous decision. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree. I I know a lot of. I know last week there was a lot of commentators that more or less had Talakai in the Blues jersey, and I thought last week Stags did a fantastic job. And and I agree with you guys. He's a he's a meter eater Talakai too. I think that's the the other thing you get out of him because he is a former back rower. He's gonna mm. make. Good meters. Um, he could be good early on, but I, just... I think he, I think a benchmark like it could be yeah. a benchmark. Yeah. Can cover a range of positions. So, yeah, I'm not ruling him out by any stretch. I mean, I think Stags has certainly got got himself ahead of Talakai for a centre spot, mm. and you know, I, I'd say Stags is also ahead of uh, Stevie Crichton. Crichton's been good this year, but doing what Stags has done. So we've got Stugs there, and you know I, I still think Talakai is a viable option off the bench because he's so versatile. Yeah, and yeah. even that that try he scored the other night, Katani Stags, it showed his talent. He had a fair bit to do in that one, and really the Broncos guys—they're a team that um, yeah, they're on eight points. The Broncos are on the same amount of points as South, the Roosters, Manly. Um, obviously, there is quite a few teams on eight points. There. A lot of teams on eight points. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're right in the thick of that, and they showed the other night they can beat teams that are playing well. We have <coughs> we had a lot of positive things to say about the Sharks um, in the first two months of this competition. Um, but yeah, they're, they're going to have to back it up in a big way this week against against South. But I was, I was actually impressed with Brisbane the other night. I don't know if you guys had mm. too many thoughts on where uh, they're I at. I thought they were very good. Very yeah, good yeah very good. They were, they were clinical at times, actually. Yeah, I think we've really got to consider them. Um, other talking points, um, I mean, we can talk about the Storm and the fact they just keep scoring points. I mean, what more is there to say about those guys? It's unbelievable. Uh, on the flip side, the Knights, they were they were woeful. I mean, I don't want to sound like we're doing a replay of last week, but just 
they're, they're in trouble, the Knights. I, I, I'm thinking there are people right now who are looking at the ladder and saying, geez, do I, do I trot up to, um, you know, the TAB or whatever and, and check out their odds for the wooden spoon because the way they're travelling, it's, it's, it's not looking good, is it? When the soccer team outscores you, if they played the soccer team on the weekend and Newcastle Jets would have got three, so three two <laughs> <if> Newcastle <laughs> Jets won. <laughs> that says right. it all, yeah. doesn't it? And you know what? And you know what? <clears throat> um, it almost felt like, and when they got the the when they got the two points, it almost felt like as if to say, we just need points on the board. Yeah. We just need to throw something up there. It had that feel about it as if to say, if we don't do this penalty goal, we're not going to score another point yeah. in this match. Yeah, they struggled. Um, the Raiders, you mentioned Sticky Shane, they're struggling yeah. again. That Warriors game, if you listen to last week, I flipped a coin. You got to laugh. Remember I did the coin flip and I got yeah, the Warriors. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I bloody changed. I thought, oh, I'll go, I'll go Raiders. I just oh, didn't like, anyway. Queen Elizabeth II, she she, she knew what was she going on. That's exactly going. right. She was looking me right in the eye and yeah. said, tip the Warriors, and I didn't listen to her. But, yeah, I mean, but, obviously. But they didn't score. And back on, they're great. Like, yeah. just, I just, not that I'm going to state the bleeding obvious here, maybe. They didn't score, you know, they didn't score a cracker in that second half. No. You know, like, like at the 35th minute, they're on 20. They, they, were, they were on the 20 points. Like, it's just like. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just an issue where all of a sudden you're going into the second half, and and you've got the game under control, and at full time Raiders fans are looking at Sean Johnson kicking a field goal. You must be thinking, no, yeah. stop. There's something. It's got to stop now. There's something wrong. Yeah, it's um, yeah. But they're they're two teams you just. You're just not confident in tipping, and when they come up against each other, it was an absolute nightmare for the tipsters. I think most tipping comps had them split, but look, it was it was a good round a of footy and the 79th minute penalty. That's apathetic. Sorry, Gray, oh. I just wanted to add that. Yeah, that penalty was you, just. We're going to. It talk was about it was a that. penalty every day of the week. It was yeah. just apathetic by the bloody Canberra Raiders. It was. Um, I felt you know. Look, Mark Lodge has come under all sorts of criticism. Yeah. Partially because he's Matt Lodge, but yeah, um, yeah. If someone else had done it, they wouldn't have caught what he caught. But um, I'm sure Matt Lodge's biggest fans are his coach and his teammates. Yeah, yeah. You know? oh. hey, and that's who all he's got to worry about. This is what this is what this is what frustrates me in this. They won the game with the Matt, with exactly. the Matt Lodge thing. If it, if the tackle was legal, it would be play the ball. Yeah, you know what and, I mean. And, it's not Matt Lodge's fault the ref missed it. And for those who are listening who uh, didn't see this, basically what we're talking about is players getting hit high, the referee on field missing it, and the player effectively we're happy to call it, you know, staying down to to get the penalty. Is that what we're how we're gonna put it? Well, yeah, but players and this is what frustrates me. Yeah, it is. And yeah. players manipulate the play all the time to get penalties and to, to have the ref look at it and to get captain's challenges. Of course. That's all they did. And the it's problem up to the referee to exactly. like the player stays down. Yeah, yeah. It's up to the referee Lodge to do it properly. He doesn't blow the whistle and put his arm up and say yeah, we've got exactly. penalty. That's all. It was really the video ref, because yep. um, yep. the on-field ref didn't see it, which is you know I can't criticize him for that. It wasn't much in it, let's be honest. But there yeah. was contact with the head, so um, 
Yeah, mate, you know, a lot of people come out, lost past place in Matt Lodge, you know, shouldn't have done that, blah, blah, blah. Matt, Matt Lodge's teammates won't come out and say no. that. Matt Lodge's coach won't come out and say that. Exactly. Not too no, many Warriors of his fans. <coughs> exactly right. No. If, if he walks back into those sheds, I can guarantee you the coach isn't saying, mate, that's not, got a look, not a good look for the game. He's patting him on the back saying, thank you, because that 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 kept us in the game. Uh, that, I, that, that effectively won the game. And the issue think... isn't with the players staying down. The rules and the way they're set up, uh, the players are taking into their hand to do what they can yeah. to improve their team's chances of winning. If you don't like it, you don't like it, okay? But that's where we're at at the moment. We've got the... In another world, in another world, in another game, a referee could throw a flag on the on the. Uh, sorry, a coach can throw a flag on the ground and everything gets reviewed. Imagine yeah. if the imagine if Lodge had gotten up and said, "Captain's challenge." I'll challenge it. But it's the way no. the captain challenges. There's no stoppage in play. Yeah, that's right. No that's right. And and, and and that's the thing. What he did was he just exactly used right. everything to his advantage. It's fine. Exactly I, right. Exactly I, right. I, I, I don't. I got no they, issue. I with think half the people it's... got up. I think half the people are upset because they know that Ricky's head's on his chopping block. Yeah. And, and 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 a high shot, which at that stage in the game before the sticks, come on, why go with a yeah. swing arm? Yeah. Like, don't just grab the player and tackle him. Yeah, I yeah. thought at the time, um, because I, I didn't see most of the game, but I was out, I was, um, I saw probably the last 20 minutes or so. Um, I thought the Warriors were actually going to score a try, yeah. Um, they yeah. were on a roll, yeah. Yeah, uh, they, they, were in trouble. Yeah. They, they may not have scored a try, but the momentum um, was with them. Now the team absolutely they had the momentum. The wire, yeah. And uh, I thought, come on, Lodge, get up, play the ball quick. But <laughs> yeah. uh, he knew nah, more than there, I do. There uh, was a yeah. part of me that actually thought, there was a part of me that actually thought that it might have hit him high because they were in trouble. Well, honestly, yeah. I was waiting for a pen- I was waiting for the penalty to come because they yeah. did look, they did look stuffed. Yeah, and, and obviously that one, as you said, wasn't much hit, but it was a penalty. So therefore, the two points, the right call was made. Um, and look, as we said, we've got the referee on the field. They may not always see it, but in this day and age when you've got that many cameras, the bunkers there to intervene, look, to be honest with you, it was a high shot, it was a penalty, the right decision was made. I'm happy. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm happy. So look, there were there were a lot of talking points coming out of the games. There just a few of them. Obviously, there's a big one that came out of the Manly South game um stick with us if you if you want to hear our thoughts on that we're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail later on um i think we all know that we're talking about the carl lawton tackle there i know a few people might be listening in and saying oh they they forgot to mention that but uh, never fret we will have a bit of a chat about that in another segment uh so just uh going over the ladder uh the panthers griffo perfect record eight from eight they um just just very quickly, it wasn't their best performance, but it just shows you don't have to be at your best every week to get the job done and they, they just know how to grind teams out. Well there's a number of teams last week that were expected to win and they didn't win. Um Penrith were expected to win. They their first half was poor, they dropped a lot of ball. Um and at 4-0 at halftime, Gold Coast would have certainly thought themselves a big chance in the game. And they, they, they were the better side, the Gold Coast, in the first half. Once the second half started, up steps Nathan Cleary. 
And uh, reasonably quickly, Penrith jumped out to a 12-4 lead, which they held for most of the game. They got a late try as well. Um, I believe Nathan Cleary was not awarded three Dally M points. Um, what I read somewhere or heard somewhere was that Dylan Edwards got the three points. Um, if that's correct, then I'm sorry, but uh, the judge um, <laughs> should be sacked. <coughs> Nathan Cleary was a mile, a mile the best player on that field and responsible, not single-handedly for Penrith winning, but, uh, gee, um, they would not have won without what he did in that second half. Um, I think he got the two points. I think he got dotted a point. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, you know my thoughts on on mm. awards and yeah. uh, just I have no faith in it. But um, look, Penrith, they were good in the second half. They did what they had to do. Titans, to their credit, were strong in the first half in defence and, and repelled uh, multiple attacks from the Panthers on their line. Um, yeah, well played, uh, Penrith, for getting the two points. And the old uh, the old footy tab where you you know it was one to twelve or thirteen plus they won yeah. by thirteen plus mm. yeah. and they you know and then it was arguably their worst performance of the year yeah um I'll take that every week yeah yeah I'm sure the Roosters fans would take that every week Definitely. I'm sure they're all too exactly but I mean, there's a lot of teams that have lost games that they were expected to win mm. when they were a little bit down on form they lose. Melbourne, not often down on form. They've only lost once. Penrith, they've been down in a few games uh, in terms of below par in, the, in terms of what they can produce. But every game, they found a way to win. And that's yeah. why they're at the top of the ladder. That's why they're the premiers currently. Because yeah. they find a way to win. Yeah. Um, yeah, not to, not to labour the point too much, but we're talking about referees and decisions. I think there were quite a few calls in that game. I think um, had people scratching their head, not just ones, you know, one way or the other. You know, there was obstruction calls. There were, you know, shoulder charge. There was there there were there were a few few in that one that um, that people were talking about too. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, hopefully, we don't have too much talk about the referees and the decisions they're making this week because, um, yeah, it's, it, 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 it was it was one of those interesting games where. We even had penalties at certain times that took some pressure off teams and then obstruction calls that, you know, experts are saying were absolutely ludicrous. So yeah, and then but, a lack of and then a lack of obstruction calls. Yeah. So it's, clearly every other week it's an obstruction. Yeah, but you know, we don't want to just sound like we're having a crack at the referees, just you know, wanted to touch on that to make sure that's, our listeners um, realise we saw them. That's Channel Nine's job. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving down the table. Uh, second place, outright second on 14 points, the Storm. Uh, they've got a uh, four-point gap back to the Cowboys, who are on 10. The Sharks also on 10, rounding out the four, and the Eels on 10 in fifth spot. South Sydney are the better-placed teams. Uh, sorry, they have the best for and against of the teams. They are the better-placed team of those teams. They're on eight points. They're in sixth spot on eight. Roosters, seventh on eight. Seagulls, eighth on eight. Broncos, ninth on eight. Dragons, 10th on 8. And the Warriors are in 11th on 8. They've also got a 4-point gap over the top of the teams uh, who are on 4 points, who in this order on 4 and against are the Titans, Tigers, Raiders, Dogs, and Knights. 
So as we said, guys, we've got really the, I think the space to watch is that um, stretch from 6th down to 11th at the moment with all those teams on 8 points. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to start to see these teams face each other and really duel it out. And um, we're going to talk a bit about tomorrow night's game, guys. But I think the first one that's going to really duel that out, we've got the uh, South Sydney side taking on the Broncos. So there's plenty to to keep an eye out for this week, plenty to, um, to focus on over the coming weeks. There's some big games happening this week. But before we get to them, we might just uh, check in with Shano and just see what's going on around the traps with Shano's tidbits. What you got for us this yes. week, mate? Well, what have I got this week? Uh, a litany of things. Uh, Paul Gallant, interestingly, um, looking to come back to rugby league. Not as a coach, he's expressed a, a, an interest in becoming a, a manager, a club manager, not a... Um, not a, uh, not a player yeah, not manager. A football but player manager, but <clears throat> a, a manager. So, so that's that's something with a fight coming up. Um, you know, he's he's. It's it seems like he wants to get back into the NRL and uh, and and yeah, and and be a part of the NRL once again. So, so that's uh, that's some interesting stuff there. Um, I've just got, uh, sorry guys, I'm bloody, my, my computer just uh, died a little bit there where my notes are. So uh, you're going to have to bear with me. I'm going to have to do this one slightly off the cuff. You have notes. Uh, I do have notes, <laughs> believe it or not. Believe it or not. <laughs> believe it or not. I, I got a memory like a sieve. So if I don't have notes, I'm in trouble. But anyway, we'll, this, this, this could be fun. Um, so, uh, okay. Um, $900 million. Now, this isn't. This isn't a. Is this a yes? Race. I'll say yes. 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 This is a yes or no. I think nine hundred million dollars. That's the money that seems to be put up for the that the Roosters are going to pay to keep South Sydney out of the SFS, the new SFS. Um, it cost ten million for a grand final. Gee, that's <laughs> yeah. It's come to light today. Uh, this is this is wow. over. Uh, this is over a huge period. It's come to light today that the uh, New South Wales government actually get, wrote a submission to the South Sydney Rabbitohs asking them if they'd consider coming back to Moore Park um, to play near their near, closer to their closer to their home base at Redfern. Um, all accounts behind uh, behind closed doors say, says that this is a done deal. Um, the Roosters have hit back and have basically they're they're livid at the fact that um, they don't get um, first rights of at at the SFS that they don't want equal billing they want it to be their home ground and that basically they share it with nobody um, and if they do have to share it with somebody it's it's considered a secondary um, a secondary place to play. Did they so, pay for it, Shane? What's that? Did the Roosters pay for? I, I, you know, it's it's only just come to light, and I've got no information on whether the Roosters actually pay for 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 their use of the. SFS. I mean, did they pay for it to be real built? Because otherwise, I, I don't got know. No the government, no, the government did. Um, they're they're basically they're basically trying to 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 buy like. Well, no, is that what they're doing? Giving the NRL well, uh, the, 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 that's the amount that's sort of been thrown out today. Um, it seems quite interesting that, that that this has come about. Um, I, I don't see I don't see the point in it for the Roosters personally. I think what's what's it matter? 
Um, we do know this that the uh, opening game of the of the Sydney Football Stadium will be South Sydney versus the Roosters, um, an absolute blockbuster that they're hoping to 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 have on to to sell out. Um, and I think it will. I think most South Sydney fans would be keen to get back to the SFS and have a look. And um, Roosters fans will do what Roosters fans do and turn up when something interesting. Giggity, giggity. giggity, giggity, you'll be there. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. Um, South Sydney fans are divided on this. Um, South Sydney they've done demographic reports, which says a lot of their fans actually come from Sydney's west. Um, so, so that we know that for, for the majority of South Sydney fans and members, they're going to have to go past uh, a ground to get to the ground. Um, personally, I, I remember going back to the SFS. I like the SFS. So I, like, I. I, I liked it. I did. I, you know, we're not going to get into the argument of why it was rebuilt, but um, yeah, it's, it, I, I, I like the SFS. I um, think um, just, just on that, Shane, I think also too, this gives South an opportunity again to, to feel like it is their home ground. It's weird. They've been at yeah. Homebush for almost 20 years. You go there, it just doesn't feel like their home no. ground. I don't know if it's no. geographical. And, that's, whatever, and I think but... that's what, I think mm. that's what the roosters are afraid of. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Interestingly enough, we talked about grounds last week and, and certain things. Um, there appears to be uh, a submission being drawn up to put a roof on, on uh, Acor stadium, uh, which um, Volandis isn't happy about. I don't know why. I don't know what the NRL has an issue with this. Um, but but basically, there was a um, there was a, there was a, there was basically a feasibility study done, saying what does what does Sydney need in terms of infrastructure regarding their sporting venues and and, and a place with a roof um, sort of come up, which is a bit of a no brainer. It probably should have a roof to begin with, but anyway. Um, or one of them, at least. So yeah, that's that's interesting. Speaking of South Sydney Rabbitohs, uh, it appears like they're going to sign Cody Nicarima from the um, Warriors as well. Um, really, for reasons best known to them. Effective, <laughs> like, like yeah, effective yeah. immediately. Effective immediately, yes. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, for reasons best known to them. Uh, Kamakamika, um, he is free to play in round ten. So he has served, well, the NRL, he, um, charges have been dropped. The NRL has decided that he can come back in round 10. They have given him uh, a fine, uh, which 50% is suspended. Um, so, yeah, so it's round 10. He's looking to come come back. And uh, we're going to talk about the um, South Manly game to hackle, which was a bit silly. Uh, interestingly enough... Uh, Peter Volandis um, has come out in the NRL. Basically, it's, it's caused a crap storm in the media um, regarding um, yeah, regarding uh, Phil Gould and his comments. Um, Cal Nine, their comments. Um, basically, the NRL did what they did to Fox um, at the start of last year. They've actually told them to pull their head in. And when it comes to the matters of the referee, just call the game. Uh, say the referee blew a penalty, and that's about it. Um, they're really frustrated. They're also frustrated in the 9R2. They've got failing ratings, and this is not going to help. Um, personally, I, I take what um, what what uh, one of our listeners, Juzzy, said. Uh, it's pretty poor form when you're talking about a tackle. 
not being that dangerous. Um, and you've got a guy called Way. Um, you got a guy called um, Alex McKinnon on your books who who um, is on your station. And interestingly enough, uh, he broke a bit of silence today, um, saying that really the comments were not in any way, shape, or form uh, welcomed or warranted. Um, I think it might have been Brandy on the 2SN show said that 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 no other tackle. Um, no other tackle in our game has the potential to cause such um, catastrophic injury. So um, yeah, there's a there's a few things and and off the top of my head because my computer just crapped itself. <laughs> that's my tidbits. Yeah, you done pretty well, mate. That was that was oh, pretty good. good. good yeah, yeah. Well done, well done. Well, look, I know that um, there's there's plenty there to digest, and um, we also know that uh, everyone looks forward to hearing what the chameleon saw and caught his eye. So let's head over to Griffo for Griffo's grab. Oh. Our sound, sound engineer might get Graham's gaff this week. Oh, jeez. Is that, is that Sam Sung doing that yeah. work in the background? Yeah. I'll get Faye to, get I'll Faye get Faye so to write a memo. Faye gets so angry when we stuff up like that. She's yeah. going to have us tomorrow. I know. I mean, that now we've got a computer glitch. We've got bloody Sam stuffing up the music. Oh, we're going to yeah. trouble tomorrow. We're going to get... Yeah. Pulled over the coals. Anyway, sorry, Griff, for interrupted you there. Sorry, mate. That was a mess. It's all right. For the second time tonight, I'm going to go back in history. Um, oh. Maybe like uh, 10, 12 years ago, um, I met uh, this – well, he was a boy then. Um, uh, he was a close uh, mate of my nephew. Um, they came down from the central coast. With, uh, my sister brought him down. We went to watch the um, the big 100 meter dash with the NRL players. You know, <sighs> so running that night was Usain Bolt, and that was uh, a young man named now a young man Scott Drinkwater, mm. and um, he's my grab for this week. Uh, yeah, the fullback for the Cowboys, who I think is absolutely scintillating form at the moment. Mm. Um, Cowboys, uh, they had a selection dilemma um, once the Hammer got injured because uh, Scott Drinkwater couldn't make the side, um, which you know surprised a lot of people early in the year. But since uh, the Hammer got injured, Drinkwater came into the one jersey. He's been uh, fabulous. And uh, you'd think only injury is going to see him lose that jersey. Um, the other night uh, in the Cowboys... Eels game. I was uh, I was down at the rocks. Um, uh, it was up on the <clears> screen. I'm sort of looking at it. You know, uh, I was uh, listening to the music, a bit jumping up and down, a bit of alcohol. Good night. Um, and I, I could see that the Cowboys. You know, uh, they just seemed to keep scoring. Um, and that that sort of caught my eye in itself that this was a massive win to the Cowboys and I thought I want to uh, watch the KO uh, mini excuse me <coughs> oh COVID um, <laughs> anyway um, COVID's grabbed my lungs and it's just squeezing them and, and it's just pain in the 
anyway, pain in the lungs, but um, I just can't shake this bloody COVID. Um, anyway, uh, that being said, um, I thought, yeah, I want to watch this KO mini. I want to see, uh, I want to see those, you know, that, that how that game panned out. Unfortunately, um, there was no KO mini on that game um, for whatever reason. I don't quite know, but uh, so just just before tonight's podcast, I thought, no, I've got to, I've got to see the highlights. So just got onto the NRL website and caught the short highlights. Um, and Scott Drinkwater, he just featured in a number of tries. Um, beautiful passing game, lovely pass for the first try, uh, which he would have got the try assist for. Um, he got him going downfield. Last try, he, he put a kick in and, and regathered. Well, he touched down uh, over the line himself. He uh, he sent Hammer into open space a few times. So his his stats they're not the greatest stats ever, but what stats are worth one try which was all him uh 122 running meters two try assists three line break assists a couple of tackle breaks thrown in again stats don't say everything what the stats don't tell you is you know there was absolute class uh in that performance and uh, so uh scott drinkwater who I'd, I'd seen play a couple of games as a junior um and he was pretty handy in the number seven jersey for the uh, Terrigal Wombrel Sharks, who won a couple of couple of competitions. Um, he is my grab for this week. Yeah, he he always had that June like the the raps coming out of um, the raps coming out of um, his junior playing. It, 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 he was going to be like he just it just it just seemed to attract a lot of attention. Um, I think it was. The, in the SG ball cup where he played for the Centurions, I think the central coast, I, I remember hearing something of this kid and, 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 and then when he, when he went to um, the Falcons or he went to the storm and the feeder club was the Falcons and the way he played up there. And then when, when they went to the Tigers feeder club, East Tigers, and I think he got full back of the year from, from memory. And, and that was the same year he made his debut against the Panthers, which is interesting because I think they made a point he was born in Penrith. Yeah, um, well, I was just about to yeah, say that. Yeah, he's, he's, um, at that stage, as you know, a young guy, he was, he was a Panthers fan. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he was uh, originally from Emu Plains um, and then the family moved up to, uh, to the Central Coast. To, to I think they were at Terrigal. Um, yep. Yeah, he was quite young when they moved up there. So... Um. Yeah, uh, I think very talented. Oh, massively, and I think when he went to the Storm, people were expecting big things. And the thing to remember is, I, I think he tore his pec. I think in twenty nineteen, he would have been twenty nineteen. He tore his pec, and even in uh, I think in twenty twenty, he had a he had a knee injury, which which really affected him. And then I think it was an MCL injury. And then now, when you look at it, he's fit. He's he's energetic and and now we're seeing what he can do and and I think it's so good to watch because like I said the raps this that was on, that were on him and the way he was playing in that storm side um, for their feeder club it was just yeah it, it was it was it was actually yeah he he just he just set the world alight every time he got the ball and that was at fullback so he played fullback the player of the year from memory up there he too. Played- Australian schoolboys. He did play Hart Australian and, was, uh, yeah. Nathan Cleary in the halves. Yeah. So Cleary was seven. Scott Drinkwater was six. 
Mm. Um, and uh, Nathan Cleary missed the on the 20s grand final to, uh, to yeah. go up to Queensland and, and, and represent uh, the Australian schoolboys. So, mm. um, yeah, talented yeah, guy. Talented guy. Very talented guy. Yeah, and it's really definitely shown in these uh, recent times where we've got the, the Cowboys in such great form. But obviously one that we've... He's, all, he's actually... Oh, I'm going to call it... He's a carpool favourite. He's one that we talked yeah. about a lot. Uh, even yeah, when even from the early days. You know, yep. Yeah. We um, not tonight, boys, but I think one night we'll have to put our carpool favourite team of uh, you know, carpool <laughs> yeah. favourites together. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, carpool favourites. I don't know if you know be we're having a salary cap for that or not, but no, no, no okay. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, but yeah, there might be a there might be a flying Dutchman and a smashing yep. baby in there, and yeah, we got we got a, we got enough. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. Um, well, thank you, Griffo. That was a good one this week. Um, now, even though we... Uh, we didn't we know get the good introduction. I <laughs> know, <laughs> no, no, buddy Sam. Was, yeah. Fucking better. <laughs> um, he reckons he's ready to go with the gaff, so let's see what we've got. All right. Sounds right. Got the right one there. Got the right one. All right. All right, so this week, Graham's gaff. I'll tell you what, gee, don't we have some honourable mentions this week. I felt like just about every game I watched, I was like, there's the gaff, there's the gaff, there's the gaff. Um, and then in subsequent games after the gaff, I thought, oh, geez, they're lucky they would have got the gaff this week. Uh, the first one that caught my eye that was, you know, the honourable mention, um, Isaac Tago, after that uh, big break uh, by Panthers going the the short the blind side when they had a massive overlap and at that point of the game uh the panthers uh could have could have used that try uh i I thought also um there were a couple of them this week where um teams let the ball go out off the kickoff my favorite honorable mention was the one in the knights game uh, if you didn't see that horrible <laughs> so horrible I'll tell you, oh, man, he could... the one in the one in the south game wasn't better Oh uh, yeah, it was, as, it was just as bad. I think no, as, it the, wasn't as bad. No, I think the right. one in the south game, people are going, oh, at least the ball bounced about a meter within the uh, the depth. Yeah, no, I it, think it, the, the Newcastle one bounced about fifteen out, and everyone just watched it roll dead in goal. My girls play a game called the floor is lava, and you can't, you know, you got to stand on certain things, otherwise the floor is lava. Maybe they were playing the ball is lava. The ball is lava. It's gonna burn my hands. <laughs> Yeah, look, who knows? Who knows what they've been doing at training at the Knights? There, Has it given um, an excuse for dropping it all game? Yeah, but look, the gaff. We'll talk about it now because it was, it was a bit of a gaff. It was a mistake, and um, I think uh, we will all be in agreement that um, he'd like to have this one over. That's Carl Lawton. Uh, the tackle that happened um, very early on in the South Manly game. Uh, the tackle on Cam Murray resulted in a straight send off. From um, ref, uh, referee Grant Atkins, I'd imagine uh, heavily influenced by the footage that was seen by the bunker. Um, and Lawton also has taken the early guilty plea. He will be out for four weeks. For the punters that missed it in Chano's tidbits, let's start off with a yes or no. Um, was it a send-off? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think yes. we're all in agreement that it was a send-off. 100%. Yeah, yep. And, and I think, Griffo, this was one of those ones where, too, we've talked about, you know, we touched on it earlier on the show uh, very briefly, but this is the type of tackle that has been outlawed for a very long time. 
We don't see them that often anymore. And when it comes to lifting tackles, this was uh, one of the ones. It didn't go horribly wrong. Cam Murray was okay, but the potential for injury there uh, is, is quite high. Yeah, it is. Um, those comments to the contrary about particularly coming from, from Phil Gould, uh, he expresses his opinion. He's entitled to his opinion. But I respectfully disagree with uh, pretty much everything he said, apart from the fact that, you know, it wasn't malicious. He didn't mean for it to happen, but that's not the point. You know, it did happen. Um, He put him in an extremely dangerous position. And I'm just so grateful that Cam Murray's okay, as I'm sure is Carl Wharton, who I'm sure didn't mean to injure him but the fact is he put him in that position and um and he's you know uh, he's he's got to he's got to live with it now uh, and uh uh i was a hundred percent for the send-off um he basically missed the whole game there 72 minutes yeah um so i would have I would have been happy if he only had got a couple of weeks, but I can't argue at all with the fact that he's missed uh, the Manly uh, and South game. Essentially, he's missed that game, and and this is something we've touched on before. If he had got four weeks, and let's say he didn't get sent off, let's say even he only got ten minutes, does South really benefit from that? But no, that's right. Yeah. I don't think they yep. play them in the next four weeks. So no. yep. he committed the offense against the mm-hmm. Rabbitohs. Um, yeah, I, I I want to applaud referee Grant Atkins. And I don't know who the video ref was, you know, he was in consultation with. But I, I applaud that um, because, you know, over the last... 10 to 15 years, apart from Magic Round last year, the referees have been very reticent to actually send the guy from the field. Mm. And mm. we've seen a lot of guys cop, you know, six to eight week suspensions who weren't sent off. So the team that they um, committed the offense on, they had no benefit out of that at all, really. Yeah. Um, and that's... Yes, did it did it ruin the game as a spectacle? Absolutely, it did. But that's not South's fault. That's Manley's. That's you know that individual's fault. Lawton, yeah. He's got that jersey on, so you know that's how it is. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to ruin the spectacle in inverted commas, don't do that. And there you go. That's my thoughts. Uh, I don't, as I said last, you know, I don't watch, I haven't watched the Channel 9 program at all this year. And I don't, you know, I've, I've only watched a very small amount of NRL 360, not even an episode, but um, I, I, I don't go for this, you know, they criticize and they come back and criticize. I don't give it a toss. I was about to say something else there, but um, 
I'm just interested in essentially the football, the rugby league that we see. Um, I'm not interested in the politics of, you know, the Fox organization as opposed to the Fairfax nine organization. Um, just, uh, my opinion is the tackle deserved to be sent off. I've got no qualms with the four weeks and, uh, above all, I'm very happy that Cameron Murray is in good health. Yeah, that's and, my thoughts. And that's, that, that's a big part of it. The fact that, um, yeah, we are very lucky to see there were no injuries out of it. And I think where this one set, uh, is a bit different, Shane, I think I might have mentioned this to you already this week, um, and what may have contributed to the send-off was, was the fact that um, once he was lifted, you know, Carl Lawton, he's come off the ground and, and, and some people I, have used the word driving I, um, into the ground. Yeah, I... We sometimes see them let go when they realise it's going wrong. Mm. Um, a lot of people have suggested that the uh, difference between this and a lot of other ones we've seen is that um, didn't quite pull out of it, kept going yeah. with it, and uh, when, there was some force when that impact happened on the ground for Cam Murray. When I saw his feet lift the ground, Carl, Carl Lawton, that is the tackler's yeah. feet. When I saw those, his feet lift the ground and jump into it, that's, I, I thought that was the point at where he'd get sent off. Had his feet planted on the ground and sort of forced him to a point where he had to hold Cameron Murray or turn to lay him down or whatever. The minute he sort of lifted his feet in the air and drove him, he was, he was, and I was, I was explaining this to someone the other day and, and, and he just wasn't in control of the tackle. He, he through, through, through leaving, through leaving the ground, he ceased to be in control of the tackle. And that was at that point where I thought, he was going to get sent off. I, 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 I thought that. I thought if he got ten in the bin, he'd be very lucky. I honestly thought the minute I saw the replay, I thought he he's gone. He has to be, you know. And yeah, and and even live when you saw the way Carl Lawton finished, you're going. He really drove him into the ground, and that's mm. in a dangerous position and not having control of the tackler. Um. And not showing the duty of care required, you know, you, you've almost got the perfect recipe for being sent off. Yeah, and and you've really got to give credit, I think, where it's due for the bunker here because I'll be honest, when it, obviously watching it um, as it was happening, uh, I thought, oh, gee, he's in a dangerous position here. He could go for 10. The benefit of hindsight, as we always say, guys, saw the replay and after a couple of replays, I was starting to think, geez, this could be a send-off. Um, I wasn't shocked. And I was also interested, Griff, I don't know if you saw it, the comments by uh, Daily Terry Evans and um, Des Hasler in the press conference, uh, they, they weren't blowing up about it. I think they no. they were pretty uh, realistic about it. And I was, yeah. I was, I was quite I did, interested I did, there. I did hear it. some of the takes on, mm. on some of the radio programs where they, you know, Des Hasler was... You know, he, he didn't he didn't blow up at all. Um, you know, he didn't come out and say, "Yeah, I believe he should have got sent off," but he sort of uh, didn't disagree that you know that was. But uh, well, he, I think he sort of said, "Yeah, you know, I think Carl's got a bit of a, an issue there with the judiciary." Um, yeah. So that's as close as you're going to get to a a coach, um, sort of saying his player deserved to be sent off and deserves to get weeks. Um, again, Carl Lawton, he's got no history of this, but he got this wrong. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm sure. Well, I can't be sure about anything in life, but I don't think we're going to see Carl Walton doing that again, to be honest. As I said, he doesn't have a history of of any sort of um, malice or grubbiness. Um, so I wish him well when he returns. Um, and as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that the outcome for Cal Murray was not any sort of uh, serious injury or any injury at all, it would seem. So... Um, yeah, can't agree with Gus Gould. Sorry, Gus. Nah, it's it's, it's it is, and and really too. Um, just to just to wrap that up, and not to to come back to the Gus Gould thing, uh, in too much detail and sound like we're going over and over, but but really, like that point you you were sort of saying there before, Shane, as a key figure promoting the game of rugby league, for him. To, to say, oh, it's just momentum, there's no issue in this, play on, let's get over it. That, that to me, is mind-blowing and yeah. significantly disappointing because we want to promote the game of rugby league to the general public as one that's safe for people to decide to sign their yeah. kids up for when they're young. For an attitude like that to say that when someone gets in a dangerous position like that is not a big deal... And not to take into account what we now know in this modern day and age. Those people who are saying the game's gone soft, get with the times, guys. We know the impact of these injuries. We don't want people getting belted in the head. We don't want people, um, you know, if, you know. the first thing you think about is, you know, broken necks and this and that and those bit in the um, lifting tackles. But even the impacts of concussion, so on and so forth, we know the impact we need to promote the fact that rugby league is an enjoyable and safe game. And if you are a key figure in this game and you do not want to be on board with that promotion, then shut your mouth. That's, that's got to be the line. That's well said, Graham. And I know um, Peter Volandi's, I think it was over the concussion and, and some of the, you know, maybe the send-offs and, and sin bins from last year. Um he and, and Gus Gould fell out for a while over over that. Um, I think there might be another falling out over this. Yeah, I, think this I don't think there'll be uh, Christmas cards exchanged no. at the end I of mean, the Look, yeah. Um, as a kid, one of the things you wanted to do was pick someone up and dump them. Yeah, pick them up and dump them. <laughs> on their back. But no, like, that's what you did. Like That was the technique time. that was taught. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You, you were taught to, to tackle around the legs. It was, you know, none of this catching and, you know, stuff. You, you just, it was a different time. Like I said, I I played rugby league in the 1970s as a, as a kid and a, just a little bit in, in the early 80s. Um, but that's how it was. Uh you tackled around the legs, um, and and you know, and I was quite a small guy um, at that time, and you know, I'm, I'm thinking back again. This is I'm, I'm, I'm having a it's like history night. I just remember a training run where, sort of the first time I, I just at training when we were doing tackling practice, and I I picked up a guy and sort of dumped him. And I thought. <laughs> I don't mind that. You know? I like, good, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But go. you know, yeah, you, I didn't put him on his head or anything, but just nah. just sort of picked him up and 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 
you know, they, they land on their back. What we um, now call a dominant tackle. <laughs> yes, a dominant tackle. Okay. Um, gee, I'm, I'm, I'm having some flashbacks uh, tonight. But anyway, um, yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> no, I think, I think we're all on the same page with this one. I think we want to promote, <coughs> we want to promote safety. We want to, we want to see players um, not only have great careers, but we want to see them have long and happy lives after football. And I think anything that improves the safety of the game, whether it be attitude rules, so on and so forth, we've done so much work to try and um, promote the game as a safe one. Um, it, we, we don't want that taken away. So um, Carl Lawton made a mistake. He got the gaff, but um, yeah, like you said, Griffo, he's going he's gonna to wear the penalty. And um, in five weeks' time, he's going to come back with a point to prove and show that um, that he's a good hard player and that it was a it was a mistake and we all make mistakes. So um, yeah, it was um, yeah it was, it was a mistake. But uh, I think uh, we'll uh, see some uh, some some benefit long term. And really, we don't see these tackles that often anymore. I and mean, that's a good thing. I, I, I was trying to think before we went on the air. When was the last time we saw a really bad lifting tackle that we talked about, analysed, and was like this? And not, yeah, I was I was really struggling to think of one. So that's that's a really good sign. Um, what's also a good sign is the fact that we've got plenty to plenty to talk about on the field this week, guys. So uh, we better get into our preview and uh, the two minute tip. All right, there's the whistle and the kickoff for this week's preview. Uh, we are, as we said, heading into round nine. We're only uh, one week away from Magic Round, so uh, plenty to look forward to over the next couple of weeks. And then, as you guys said, we get into um, to Origin territory. So these games that are that are coming up in the next couple of weeks, there are um, some big implications for Origin selection. Uh, the first game we have this week, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They are at home to the Brisbane Broncos. We may recall that earlier in the year that Brisbane did defeat South in round one. This is the first time that Adam Reynolds will play against South Sydney. As we know, he has been uh, in great form for the Brisbane Broncos in their recent run. The teams are out. Obviously, they're out on Tuesday. They've been updated just now. There's not too much to talk about in regards to updates for the Broncos, but we do know they had two massive outs this week. Uh, Kurt Capewell, Payne Haas are not in the team. Um, oh, wow. They are massive exclusions for the Broncos. Uh, so, um, yeah, we, 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 we need to factor that into our tips. For South Sydney... Um, we know that Tane Milne is back. He was named on the reserves earlier on in the week with the team that's just been updated um, in recent, in the last 10 or 15 minutes that's come out. Tane Milne is now listed on the wing. So Isaiah Tass keeping his spot in the centres. Tane Milne on the wing for Josh Mansour. We are also seeing that um, on the interchange bench, Davey Moale has been listed on the interchange bench there. There is a lot of rumblings around Redfern today, though, that Trent Peoples may be a inclusion to make his debut. He's currently listed as number 18. Um, He's people's player. He, yeah. Could be. Could be. He could be the uh, people's champion. Memazulis, uh, the other reserve, though, too, Shane. Yeah. Oh, look, and, and you know, both, 
what I'm ex- what I'm excited is that I really think one of these guys has to step in for Jackson Paulo. Um, I'm excited that one of these guys might play. I, I think Trent Peoples might get the nod. Um, yeah, I, I, Trent Peoples, uh, uh, St. Greg's for memory. Um, uh, I know Peter Mulholland had massive raps on him as a as a player. Um, been doing everything right to get a spot. So, um, very accomplished junior career. I've never um, heard of him till right yeah. now. Good player. Good mm. player. Came out of, uh, yes, yeah, great. What position does he play, Shane? He is a forward. Okay. Yeah. Second row. Second row, ideally, probably. Um, yeah, yeah, second row. Um, I, I yeah. was going to say, you yeah, know, usually yeah. when they start, they might be a. He, he he's not he's not the biggest second row. I think he might not even tip the scale. I know, I know at the he's, start of the year he definitely was hundred kgs. He's very tall. Um, tall he might have he might have had um, more with a bit more training. He might be over the hundred kgs now. I'll more a centre probably in the NRL than than a second row. But a very is, good player. Here's his um, attributes. Um, oh, okay. Yep. Yep. If from got the it. South website. I just looked it up. Um, so they've got, they're, look, they're going as a second row. He's been playing in the New South Wales Cup as a second rower and doing a great job as a second rower. 188 centimetres. Um, so that's well over yeah, six tall. foot. 96 kilos. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. I'm assuming 23, probably, 23 years old. I'm assuming that's probably the start of the year. I I think he's actually bulked up slightly since then. I'm not saying, I don't know, can you put on four kilos of muscle? I'm not too sure how it all works, but he is someone who you know, probably only had four kilos of muscle in their whole body. Um, but he, just to give you an idea, just I know we're, we're going off topic here, but just to, you know, this could be a guy to look out for in the future. He's played five games in the New South Wales Cup, scored two tries, four line breaks, three line break assists, uh, tackle efficiencies at 95%, uh, averages 94 running metres a game. Um, sounds like a hard-working second row who can cause some trouble. Yeah, he's getting it. But, yeah, he's um he's been playing New South Wales Cup for about three years. I think he's 23. I think he... I have a feeling that he um was a Dragons junior, originally born in Campbelltown. That's okay. my understanding. So... Yeah, we could see we could see someone uh, new come into the South Sydney side there, Griffo. But uh, from what we know at the moment, um, he, he's listed on the reserves. South Sydney coming off that win against Manly. Brisbane also coming off a win uh, last week. They're they're both on the same amount of points, and obviously, um, you know, we don't want to get too wrapped up in the hype. But we've got to acknowledge the fact that it's Adam Reynolds' first game against South Sydney. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a big game. Uh, both these teams are on eight points, so one of them, uh, one of them will edge uh, ahead. There's been a bit of rivalry over the last few years between these two teams. Um, a big part of that was the coaching staff there, where you had um, – Seabold, uh, if I'm allowed to say his name on the program. Um, <laughs> Voldemort, the, the, the man that can't be, yeah, you know, like the, the one that cannot be mentioned. Yeah, um, I actually I heard him on the 
uh, I turned the radio on the other day and he was on there. I switched channels. I never it. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally did. I, I don't want to hear from Seabold. Um, but anyway, uh, but there was that, you know, big rivalry. Seabold left the Rabbitohs and, um, and then, you know, they basically did the switcheroo with, with Wayne Bennett. Um, so uh, there's, there's been, a, you know, every time the Broncos have come against the Rabbitohs, it's been a bit of extra spice there. Um, neither Seabold nor Bennett are part of the organizations anymore. But now we've got, the, you know, the big switch from, from Adam Reynolds. Um, it's going to be, yeah, still, it's going to be weird watching and I'm not even a supporter of the Rabbitohs, but it's going to be weird watching him play against the Cardinal and Myrtle. Um, what I will say is been really going well the last few weeks, um, steering the Broncos around the park, and and they paid a lot of money for him, and um, and they're getting what they paid for, uh, someone to be that on-field general. They've got a lot of young players who needed guidance, and they're getting it, and... Um, yeah, I, I've got to say, though, with those outs that you mentioned, Graham, again, I wasn't aware of those till now. Um, Payne Haas has been battling with that bad shoulder and, and then Kurt Capewell also out. That uh, leads me to think I'm going to tip the South Sydney Rabbitohs. But I do still expect the Broncos to put up a big fight, but uh, I'm going to tip South. Mm, yeah, big outs for Brisbane, China. Yeah, yeah, like you know, I suppose as a fan, you you look at the Brisbane side and 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 you you sort of you know you're sort of going well that that helps. Um, look, they've still got Katani Stags. Uh, I think Herbie Farmworth is the reason why Stags playing well. I think he was the he put the rocket up in playing well himself in the centres. I think Tane Milne's a great addition to the South Sydney side. I think that really shores up that edge, especially. Um, Puts a bit more pace out there. Isaiah Tass had a great opening stanza last week and fell away, dropped ball, uh, tackle efficiency dropped as well. Their forward pack, South Sydney, I think, is where it's at for them. Um, their forward pack really has stepped up. Damien Cook was staying to Rome last week. Again, I think Jackson Paulo should drop off there. And if Mamazulos or Peoples comes in, uh, that's a healthy addition. Um, in saying that, Brenko Lee, Ryan James also is in that reserves list. Um, I I look at I look at the forwards for the for the Broncos, and I just don't see them at the same caliber as South Sydney. And when you look at Adam Reynolds, who's been playing brilliantly, and look, you know, I just want him to do so well, regardless of where he's had. I, I you know probably not this week. I'd rather he did do <laughs> so well this week, but um, yeah, he. He he really has become the general of this Brisbane side, and 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 his captaincy and his leadership, it, it's it's showing that 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 he is a you know he's an accomplished leader of that side. They're going to have to give um, Katoni Stags early ball to win this match. It's going to be one it's going to be one out there for Brisbane, um, and they're going to be scoring some long range tries, I think, because I think the Ford Pack will have it all over. And I've yeah. got South Sydney, and I think South Sydney should. Um, should do it well. Yeah, yeah. If they hold the ball, eighty percent last week. Yeah, and, and that's... Hear, hear the latest. They, that? that um, uh, Demetrio gave everyone a ball during the week, 
and he said, "Treat it like you got to, you got to, you got to." Here's a ball for 24 hours. You got to treat it like your baby. That's People the old, t- they uh... took it to lunch. They took it to lunch. You know, it was the old no, when you got chicken. This at didn't school. happen. No, it, I'm being serious. They were given that's a the, football. The tamagotchi. Treat it like a baby. <laughs> it was like a tamagotchi. They were taking it to dinner. Anyway, oh, when they came cool. back, he said, "Possession's king." You know, like. Yeah. Treat that. So that's what he did before the Manly game, and that's what they attribute to their eighty oh. percent. That that were horrible. They went from sixty five percent to eighty percent. I don't care what it is; it worked. Yep. Yep. Not nah, they. If they hold the ball, the games where they do complete well, they win. Um, couple of big outs for Brisbane. Big game for Reynolds. You guys hit all the main points. I'm tipping South in this one, and I I I think you're right there with um with the back line the way it is at the moment. I think this was a long-term plan to get Isaiah Tass in the side and ease him in. I reckon they've um, they've been able to do that. He'll be better with some more games under his belt. Uh, I've got South in this one. Really looking forward to it. Okay, the second game of the week uh, will take us down to Canberra. Uh, we have the Canberra Raiders taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, I might need to get the coin out for this one, Shano. But just to give us all a bit of a bit of a hand in uh, in knowing what's going on here, um, look, huge changes for um, for Canberra. They've lost five in a row. Uh, Jared Croker, he's playing his first game of the year. Uh, he's in for Valumay on the centres. Nickel Clockstad's back in the number one. Rapana back to the wing. Savage to the serves. Uh, reserves, I should say. Um, Whiten, he's out for a couple of matches for a dangerous throw. So Frawley's in at 5'8". Whitehead back after missing a couple of weeks with a cut to the face. Um, yeah, Elliot still in at, at starting hooker spot. And uh, I think Sebastian Chris, yeah, he's found his way onto the bench this week. Uh, so heaps of things happening down at Canberra, and you could imagine they've obviously they're obviously looking for some changes there in personnel yeah. to try and spark something for the dogs. Um, Josh Jackson's back from COVID nineteen, so he'll be there at lock, which pushes Max King to the bench. Um, Naden also back on the wing, which is pushing Ockenbaugh to the reserves. So uh, a few changes, despite the fact that they got the win, but you'd have to say they're positive changes coming in. Uh, Believe it or not, Griffo, Canterbury are not the team in this one that are desperate for a win. Uh, After five losses on the trot, they really need something down in the nation's capital. Mm. I don't know who to tip with this one. Um, I really don't. This this is the Portaloo game of the week. This is the coin flip. Yeah. Um, wow, significant changes to the Raiders' side. Um, White and uh, you may have mentioned this. Sorry, Graham. How many weeks did he? Was it just a week he copped, or uh, White and two? Two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, look at it. Uh, they're desperate. The Raiders. Um, they're not at their best, obviously, uh, roster-wise and form-wise, just ho- hopeless. But um, so they've got Adam Elliott at, at nine to start. It's yeah. interesting. Um, Starling on the bench. Starling on the well, he'll come off on the off on pretty early. He'll do a good job. Uh, 
He's probably their most dangerous attacking player at the moment. Um, uh, my head's sort of saying Canberra, actually, because um, they're so desperate, but they're just playing so bad. And, and the Bulldogs, they will have gotten some confidence out of beating the Roosters. Um, don't look like there are too many changes other than Ockenbohr out Naden in. Um, Adokar had his best game since he left the Storm. Um, it's a very solid pack of forwards the Bulldogs mm. have got there. Josh Jackson think, back too. Jackson. I didn't mm. really got to realise he was out last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh. <laughs> well, you know, I'll apologise. Okay. Um, I'll do a Kevin Rudd and say sorry. Um, uh, yeah, look, I'm going to go with the Bulldogs. I, I have no confidence. Um, yeah. But I just think uh, I think they would have got immense uh, confidence out of last week. I haven't got any confidence, but I'm going to tip them. Hard to pick their broken nose, Shane. It's not because of uh, the confidence that we all have in both teams, but um, yeah. How do you see this one going? Oh, look, I, I, I've got the dogs in this one. Um, like I said, you know, with no confidence, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you guys there. I look at the dog side and I think it's a bit better than what it was last week with all their inclusions back. Um, I thought, you know, and, and again, I, I, I think it's uh, the shoe, um, Aaron Shoe. I thought, hmm. I thought he played it. He it played well, dog. fitted well uh, last week. Um, it's these players that like it. Both sides have have five players that they could they could break a game. They could break this game wide open. Um, it's the re- it's the other players, it's, it's the rest that are going to drop the ball and cause issues and and let 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 the teams come into their own end. Um, yeah, I've just got, I've just got I've got the dogs no confidence. I think I I really think that the Raiders are a sinking ship, and Ricky's clutching at straws at times. Um, it, it, look, they're just going to have to hold the ball. If the Raiders want to win, they have to hold the ball. I think, I think the dogs got a lot out of the win last week. That you know, I'm beyond flipping a coin with this. I just don't know. And I think if I looked at it, the dogs have far more confidence than the Raiders. Also, looking at the stats, there's only one team that has worse stats than the dogs, and that's actually the Raiders. So. Um, yeah, I, I've I've got the dogs in in, in for, for no other reason than um, I don't know who else to pick, and my nephew goes for them. Well, there you go. At least you've got a reason. I've, I'm stumped with this one. Um, I think I'm just going to go with the with the dogs. Um, the Raiders have just burnt me too many times. I just don't think they're. At least the dogs showed something last week. They showed a bit of fight. They yeah. showed um, some flair, and it just shows that if we get Addo Car into some space. Um, he, he, he can find some of that form, but as a winger, there's only so much you can do with those inside of you. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'll go the Bulldogs in this one as well, but, um, yeah, I don't think many people will be tipping with too much confidence in this one. Good to see Yoko Ono still on the bench there. I always like to see Yoko. I was going to say, they're one of those uh, ones, Griffo, that there's a few, that, that could be a few contenders he's, for the he's favourites. He's a favourite. He's a yep. he's, he's another one. Yeah, we've got, we've got Yoko Ono and obviously 
and don't forget, will be on the reserves. Don't forget, <laughs> don't forget the Shoop Dog. The Shoop Dog is a favourite as well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I like the Shoop. <laughs> yeah. He's been playing really well. He has. Great. He actually has. So, <laughs> um, we'll see. Hopefully they play this week. But uh, look, they're all, there's plenty for, up for grabs. A spot um, in the Origin team. Some people are aiming for a spot in the Carpool Rugby League Uh team is the way to go as well and i'll tell you what there'll be some players playing origin out of uh this game on friday night this is this will be an absolute blockbuster um i think it's officially sold out and it has been um for for a little while here we've got uh friday the 6th of may 7 55 p.m blue bet stadium penrith the panthers hosting the eels always a big game but it's a it's an even bigger game when you've got um both teams um very competitive, and there's no more than the, the Panthers when you talk about competitive teams. Eels will be looking to bounce back. Um, not too much to talk about, as you'd imagine, with the Panthers side that's winning every week. However, if we scroll right down to the reserves, um, not saying that we're going to see them play this week, but it's a good sign for Penrith fans. It means it's not too far away. Brian Toto, number 24. Um be very happy to see that, I'd imagine. Moses Leota, the other player I noticed, also in that extended uh, squad there in the reserves. So I'd keep an eye over on that one over the next few weeks. Um, Toto obviously coming back in time for origin contention and the Panthers fans just have... You know, there's plenty to cheer about at the moment and there's even more there. Um, Tom Opacek coming back in the side for the Parramatta Eels. Uh, big contention over the decision uh, last week to have Dylan Brown play in the centres. He'll be playing at 5-8 this week. So um, Jacob Arthur shifting back to the reserves. That was probably one of the big talking points, I think, Griffo, when we uh, looked at the Parramatta side last week. A lot of people saying, what are they doing taking Brown out of there? I mean, the coach, he gave, uh, he gave his young fella a run there. Uh, for one team that's been working in the Panthers, didn't work as well for the Parramatta Eels. Bit more of a settled halves combination here and what we've seen from Parramatta uh, in the early rounds this week. Yeah. Um, I would have been happy for him to keep young Arthur at 5 <laughs> Parramatta fans might have disagreed. Apparently so. Apparently they were... You know the poor young guy. They were giving it oh, to him. Oh yeah, that was, um, that was rubbish. Bullshit! Like it is. I don't. Uh, it really, it really annoys me. Um, yeah, you know, in the days when you know the Panthers used to be pretty ordinary, you'd get frustrated, and sometimes I might get on social media, but I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't come out and really give it to him at all, like, and not a in a personal way. No, um, that's not backing your team. That's just that's just crap. Like, um, yeah, social media. It's 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 a bit of a cesspool, really, at times. Like, and, and and. Penrith fans, some of them get on there and bag the team if they don't win by, you know, 30 or something. Like, just wake up to yourself, right? 
I can yeah. tell you, I can tell you, every team's like that, mate. It's, it's I, I know, I know. That's what I'm it's, saying. Like the fans, it's just bullshit. Just, like support your team. Exactly. Yep. And if you know, you can feel however you like, but to to put it out there, it's just wrong. I don't um, understand how that is and I've, 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 this isn't part of your two minutes Griffo so it's, it's, it's all good because we're going on a bit of another topic here but I, you know, I, I, I don't understand as a fan like we, we have a role and I'd like to do whatever I can for my team to win I don't think jumping on social media and telling everyone how shit they are and picking out certain players yeah I, I think it was worse than that great people calling people yeah, calling it nepotism it got no. They were calling it nepotism and stuff. I thought I thought it was pretty poor. Yeah, I thought it was no, it trolling. Is it is poor. It's just, yeah. you know, yeah, they're, they're entitled to an opinion, but if you're just gonna be bloody toxic, just yeah. piss mm. off. Like yeah, really, you're not, you're not positively you're not, you're contributing not to our you. community. No, and certainly not your own club. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're just you know having a bit of a chat with your mates letting off a bit of steam fair enough but to make it public and uh, i just think it's so wrong um getting back to the game uh before last week's debacle for the eels you know this shaped up as um a blockbuster i still think it is um, and all the Eels have had a couple of off weeks now. In between that, they, they hammered the Knights. But um, early this year in a trial game where both teams were pretty much playing their best side, um, albeit that Nathan Cleary wasn't available, um, Parramatta thumped the Panthers 36-0 or something like that. And, and they were so good. Uh, the Eels that night, both in attack and defence. And and Penrith were pretty poor, to be fair. Um, but it was a trial. And, and while there's a lot, you know, a bit of chest beating and all sorts of things going on, and, and I was I was most uh, impressed by Parra, and I expressed that. Um, and I said on the podcast, I said, the only thing the Eels didn't win was two competition points that night. Um, they'll want to perform at that level and they'll want to go to Blue Bet Stadium and go do what no one has done for a few years. And that's take two points out of Blue Bet Stadium from the Panthers. Um, based on last week's form for the Eels, you say, well, you know, that's probably not likely to happen. I, I don't see that they're not a chance in this game. I think they're very much a chance. If they bring their their A game, they can beat Penrith. If Penrith play like they did in the first half against the Titans, Parramatta will win this game. Um, but I do expect that uh, that we'll see Penrith improve their performance, and uh, they tend to play best against the better teams. And uh, I think Para are certainly in that uh, category of better teams. But I'm going to tip the Panthers here in a relatively close game, I think. Panthers are going to go into this one favourite, Shano. We usually mm-hmm. don't um, condone betting. Um, $1.25 to 4 bucks. Surely it's closer than that. Well, I think it is. I think the problem is 
Did you say four bucks, Brent? Four bucks, yeah. Paragrifo. Yeah. I know you're not a gambler, crap. but... Yeah. yeah. No, I crap. think it is much closer than, than that. I mean, I Penrith got... have been good. It's it, it's a it's a credit to the table that Penrith good. have been. Yeah, I think they've got some... I, got, I think Para got some good ins. I, I think the problem is with Para is that, you, you know, where they're faded in and out of games, it hasn't hurt them. And then finally they came across an opposition where it hurt them. And... The Penrith, if you fade in and out against Penrith, you're going to get absolutely walloped. Um, I think I think the difference, you know, Penrith Penrith have had some issues in the past couple of weeks. They haven't been on the game, but they've won they've won them. And we often say that's the hallmark of a great side is that they just know how to win. Penrith just know how to win. This is a game, though, that Parramatta always step up for. I agree with you, Griff. Um, I think they're going to... I think they play up to competition, Parramatta. Um, they're in the wilderness at the moment. Whether their credentials or not really does hinge on this week's game and how they play, in my opinion. So I don't think they're going to let this game uh, slide in any way, shape or form. And saying that, I'm picking Penrith. Um, their, their stats are just too good um, across the park. They're clinical. They, they're going to, you know, Gutherson's going to have to be on his game because there's going to be a million repeat sets coming at them. Uh, the guy who I want to see um, really, um, the guy who I want to see really step up for power is Reid Marnie. I think Reid Marnie really needs to take mm-hmm. the attack to, um, to the Penrith Panthers up the middle. Uh, he has to control the ruck. Um, you know, he, he has to he has to make sure that that ruck is is, is parameters to win and then uh, work on the back of things from there. I think Dylan Brown in the side in number six uh, will add a bit of punch. They've got to utilize their one, six, seven, nine, and Nathan Brown in that thirteen in almost a clinical fashion to be any chance. I've got Penrith though. Yeah, I've got Penrith in this one. Um... Yeah, just quickly, just on top of you guys, of what you said, I think for Penrith too, I think we've got to give a little bit of credit as well to some of their interchange players that um, have come into the side. And there's a few players there that we may not have expected to be playing week in, week out as a part of this side. But also Matt Eisenhuth in the um, in the starting side. I think he's done a good job coming in while Leota's out. But also, um, you know, we talked about Luke last week, but uh, Jamin Salmon, I think, has been a good addition to their side. Be a tough ask, I think, with Dylan Brown back in six, as you guys said, but I think you're still uh, looking at a Panthers win here and um, a continuation of the uh, of the run. But just just before we finish off on this one, this has become a really big fixture in um, the NRL, hasn't it? This mm. Penrith versus Parrot out at Penrith. You know, we, we often talk about rivalries where we've got South Roosters. We talked about the Anzac Day clash. Um I'd imagine Griffo, just you know, just on a bit of a side note here before we move on to the next game, this this feels like one of those those rivalries where I think is it fair to say Penrith and Para fans are sort of looking at where this one is on the calendar when the draw comes out, circling it, and it's a it's a really big fixture out, out in Western Sydney. Yeah, it's the, the Western Sydney derby. Um, the reality is that Penrith were always little brother, um, you know. Para were in the 80s, the, the powerhouse, um, the big club. They got massive, uh, massive supporter base. 
um, still do, uh, even through decades of mediocrity, um, their supporter base is still huge. And um, a lot of them come out when Paris start playing well. Um, I suppose that's, to be fair, like any side. Um, but, you know, Penrith, uh, in the early years, success was, uh, was something that wasn't there. Um, it took them 25 years to win their first premiership. Um, but before that, you know, there wasn't a lot to write home about. They did <clears throat> lose the grand final the year before. They didn't make the semis to, I think it was 1984 for the first time. Um, so you know, I, I wasn't a Penrith supporter as a kid. Um, I followed the Western Suburbs Magpies. Um, so I didn't really know anyone who was a Penrith supporter. It was just, who you know, what's this team? Like, they were just all so rants. Um, uh, I do actually remember, um, just this throwback again. It's <laughs> history um, week. <laughs> yeah. I actually, um, uh, played, I represented, um, Penrith. It was, it was Catholic schools, primary schools. And, um, so we, we, uh, we put on the, the brown and white, um, Chocolate and, soldiers. Uh, yeah, we went and represented the uh, the Penrith or Catholic schools from the Penrith area. Um, and we got our, and that's all I remember is we got pumped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I remember. But you know, uh, I haven't even got I haven't even got a photo. But um, yeah, it wasn't the cameras weren't quite that that well prevalent as what we got today. But um, something obviously it, stuck with you. It did. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like Penrith, they were a bit of a joke originally. And then, and then power came to power. So I think it's always been, you know, little brother v big brother. Um, and, and I think for a lot of the long-term Penrith fans, um, maybe that, you know, that complex maybe is still there. A little bit like, you know, um, Kiwis and Aussies and Aussies and, and, uh, and the Brits, you know, there's always sort of that little brother, big brother rivalry type thing. Um, one of the chants that, that for a long time has sort of been there, and I don't like it, but the Penrith fans will, you know, start saying, we hate Parra. Well, who cares? Like, just support your team. <laughs> like, come up with something a bit better than that. But, um, but there is that rivalry there. Um, but to be honest, for the last few years, uh, I think it's Parra who are maybe now the little brother uh, mm. in, in Western Sydney. But that's yeah, that's it is a rivalry um, right through the juniors. I've heard of players talk about, you know, the big game was uh, the game against Para. If you're if you're a Penrith junior, I heard you know used to hear Michael Jennings talk about that. RCG, and of course, both those guys ended up going to Para. But um, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's a big game. It's as you said, it's sold out. Um, I hope I don't see too many empty seats there. Uh, I hate that when anything's a sellout and then you see some people just don't show up and, and I'm sure there'll be some spare seats there. Like, uh, but anyway, it's going to be big. Um, I, I think Penrith will win. I certainly hope they'll win, um, but I don't discount Parra because I do believe they're a very, very good team, Parramatta. 
Yeah, massive game. Really looking forward to that one. <coughs> okay, next game of the round will involve the Manly Seagulls coming off that game against South Sydney where they um, not only lost the game, but they lost a player. They'll take on the West Tigers this week on Saturday afternoon at 3pm. They're back at uh, Four Pines Park, also known as uh, Brookvale to the locals. Um, big Big ins for them, and big ins, I suppose, and implications for the Blues. Tom Trebojevic returning at fullback. Uh, that is massive news. That is a much-needed boost after Hank Scorpio himself, Brad Parker, um, was injured. Jason Saab also injured. Uh, Parker, I think, was a knee. Saab was that, uh, that turf toe injury that we saw last mm. week. Um, so you got Ben Trebojevic taking Parker's spot. Garrick's going to go to the wing. We also see, holy moly, Olukowatu returning from suspension, which uh, obviously is good timing with a bit of a swap out with Carl Lawton. And also to another favourite of ours, Josh Alawai. Did, did I say that right, Griffin? Oshé Ole. Oshé Ole, sorry, sorry. I always have to go olé, back olé, to olé. that one with uh, Peter Volandis, uh one of our favourites here. He could also be a contender for our carpool team. <laughs> They're coming out of the woodworks once we mention that it's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, some big ins for the, um, the Manly Seagulls. They'll be very welcome back into the side this week. Um, for the Tigers, uh, Luciano Lelua out with a hamstring injury. David Nofaluma, um, big concussion. So, uh, Seifarth and Mamalo in the starting side. Uh, so, good to see uh, they got a cap- one of their captains uh, in the starting side. Uh, Jake Simkin returns at hooker. They'll move Little to 18th man. Um, Oita Kamanu returns after recovering from a knee injury. He's on the bench. Peachy also uh, back on the bench at the expense of Madden, who is in the reserves. Seagulls, Griffo, they're going to be looking for a massive bounce back. And um, look, anytime they're turbocharged, uh, they're, they're going to be hard to beat. But um, it'd be a great weekend for the Trebojevic family. We've got Tom, Ben, and Jake all in the starting side. So that'll be great uh, great for the Trebojevic family and the Manly Seagulls to see this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, local juniors being involved in, in junior rugby league uh, in that area from, you know, over decades. Um, good on them. Uh, I, I actually think this might be Manly's best 17 that they've put on the park this year. The reason I say that is, is um, obviously Tommy Turbo's back, but also we saw the return of Josh Schuster last week. He's He was very good in his first game back. And we also, there was no Olakowatu uh, last week either. So um, while it's not the best 17 Manly can field, I think it is the best 17 they've put on the park this year. And I think uh, I think they'll be uh, too strong for the West Tigers. Um, I don't understand. what What's Jacob Little done to be dropped uh, I thought he's been quite good, um, but I don't know. Um, maybe he, uh, well, he's obviously done something wrong. Um, big in Stefano on the bench there. Uh, I think Stefano is um, not out of the calculations 
for a, a spot in uh, Freddie's squad for the Blues. They brought him in last year. And I don't think he showed too much form, but after he came out of origin, he was he was very, very good. Um, they'll need Stefano at his best. Um, yeah, I just think Manly this week, and, and I think they could win by quite a bit. Um, until I see all the games, I can't... Uh, I can't say they're going to be my, my joker, but um, I'm actually considering it. Uh, I, I, West Tigers have had a, had a good few weeks. Um, I just think Manly, uh, with the players, the, the, they've got a lot of bullets to fire, and, and I think uh, they're going to fire them this week. Yeah, I, I imagine, Shana, you'd be um, definitely considering Manly to bounce back after that game because... In in all fairness, um, they they had some really good passages of play, especially you know just after Lawton was sent off last week. Some great signs, uh, the Cherry Evans kicking game, foreign running uh, game, some good things there for me. I think Kieran Foran's. I think Kieran Foran's found a vein of form that he hasn't had for he, years. He was he's, good, wasn't he? <coughs> he's just been on fire. Um, look, I'm tipping Manly. I I. I I don't know if I can add much more to what Griffo said, actually. I, I like what Manly are doing. I thought last week, quite interestingly, they after the send-off, they, they started to just play a really attacking uh, game of rugby league. Um, interestingly, some of their changes, I think, actually bolsters their side a little bit. Um, I, I think that I think that Garrick back on the wing uh, with Trebojevic, obviously back in the side, is a massive in for them. Um Taking nothing away from the Tigers, um, I just thought the Tigers last week, they just had so many chances and just couldn't ice it. Um, so for me, I've got Manly, Gray. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Manly too. I actually didn't think Manly were that bad last week. I think obviously playing with 12 men is a... Scored 22 points with 12 men, mm. Yeah, I know. Mm. And, 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 and and to be honest with you too, I was, I was sitting there um, thinking, geez, you know, if this was 13 on 13... Um, I'm not, we're never going to know, but, you know, I'm not convinced or confident that, uh, you know, that South Sydney may have got the job done. I don't know. We don't know that. I I, I don't know. It was almost as though when he got sent off, it it lifted and they they went to this other other gear. Galvanised. Yeah. And you've you've almost got to go, like, if you're Des Hasler, you you try to bottle that for this week and say, you know, extra gear we hit last week when, when we were pushing it uphill. We need to take that attitude this week and really pound the Tigers into the ground. And I actually worry that um, the Tigers could be on the end of a hiding here because I think Manly are going to be uh, ready to roll this week. I've got the Seagulls in this one, and I'm pretty confident that that's the way it's going to go. All right, our next game of the week will be that game I uh, talked about earlier as uh, being taken up to Mackay. The Sydney Roosters, uh, they will be hosting the Gold Coast Titans at uh, BB Prince Stadium in Mackay. 5.30pm, this game will kick off. Now, remembering the Roosters are coming uh, off that loss to the Canterbury side. They are also welcoming back this week Daniel Tupu from suspension and um, Paul Momorowski is back in the side. So uh, they'll be welcome additions to the back line. Naguama's going to go back to the reserves. And Adam Kieran, um, he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, they're saying, with uh, with an ankle injury. So uh, fairly good timing. And, um, yeah, so their back line now, 
Um, Joseph Sawala keeping that wing spot, uh, hopefully settling out a bit more for them. A couple of welcome uh, additions back in. They're also saying that Billy Smith is also close to a comeback from his foot injury. He's on the extended bench. That's so a bit of a watch this space. Um, massive blow for the Titans. David Fafita, he's out for about a month. So Sam McIntyre's in the squad. Uh, Kevin Proctor now starts in the back row. Um, looking at the reserves, there are some very familiar names down there, guys. Uh, Sammy Asako, Jaden uh, Campbell. Um, I suppose it's a watch this space uh, to see if they're late inclusions there. But uh, Griffo, you'd imagine the Roosters really looking to bounce back after what they'll see as an embarrassing loss last week to uh, Canterbury and the Titans, the team that just never never really kicked that we were really excited to see this this year. Yeah, these two teams played in the uh, finals last year. Yeah, that's right. Um, the Titans the, almost did them too. They did. Um, uh, Patrick Herbert sort of uh, had uh, maybe a... a a decision he'd like to make differently uh, right on the end, uh, which could have resulted in the Roosters being uh, punted. But uh, that's history. Um, we're looking now at the present and um, two teams that have disappointed this year. Um, one, because we uh, have huge expectations of them. And the other, because again, uh, our expectate, well, my expectation, and some of you guys, I think, had them in the eight, the Gold Coast Titans. Yep. Um, they're, they're literally uh, a world away from from the top eight. Um, and saying that, the Roosters have been beaten by, in the last two weeks, the Bulldogs and the Dragons. Uh, and those two teams were teams we've talked about as, as potential spooners. Um, they have to win the Roosters. Uh, if they go down again here, um, it's not just a matter of they'll drop out of the eight. It's a matter of their confidence is going to be uh, really damaged if it's not already being damaged. Um, I just think there's more class in the Roosters side. And... I just can't see where this Gold Coast side is, is going to win this game. Um, Jaden Campbell, I'm not quite sure what he's... I know he was injured, but he's been yeah. back a few weeks playing in, uh, I think, in the Queensland Cup. Um, if he's not in there, best 17 players running around, then, yeah, um, I can't understand it. But uh, either way, whether he plays or he doesn't play, it's Roosters for me. Because... Mm, just before I go to Shana there, you make a good point, Griffo. Um, he, he actually, you know, apparently is good to go. And we know that early on in the year, the 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 side that they wanted to go with was Campbell with Brimson in the halves. And we know that we've got Will Smith and Sexton there. So, oh, a sex bomb. They, sex they, you know, bomb. They came out last year and say he's our seven. Yeah. And he's, unfortunately, um, it's not working at all. No. No, no, it, it, something, something's got to change it. And look, you know, with we know how damaging Fafita can be and you'd rather have him have him there than not, I'd imagine, Shane. Um, 
tough ass. No, for the, no. You know? he was rubbish last week. I, big oh, Tino's, uh, big Tino's the guy. He, I tell you what frustrates me. I'm going. I, I might. I'm, I don't know. David Feeder is a great football player. Don't get me wrong. Mm. He's a very good footballer. But man, like, I don't know what. I don't know whether they're passing it to him and he's expected to do everything, and that's the problem. Or whether he's just found wanting, I, I just don't get it. Like, for for the skills the guy has and what the guy can do, it just never happens. And then then poor Big Tino, like I, like I know they were playing Penrith last week, and I, I'm probably my frustration lies beyond last week. I'm talking about this side all year. Uh, and Big Tino, like. It's almost like he had this great run where he, he almost scored. He might have even got over the line, but it wasn't held up. He played the ball. And you just think, okay, well, they can obviously run a line, work it. And they just don't. Um, I agree with you, Griff, in the halves. I think that it's just not working. And that could be some of the problem too. Um, they're a shambles, the, the Titans. I've got and, and and I like what you said, Griffo, just a minute ago about the class of the the Roosters. I think that um, yeah, across the park they've 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 got they've got it nearly they've got it in every position over the um, over the Titans. I, I do like Big Tino. I think what he's doing has been really good. They're going to miss Fafita. That was probably a bit harsh there earlier. They, of course, they're going to miss him, um, but they just don't know how to use him. They don't. They You're don't right, know how to use him. And that's the problem. Like, you can't miss what you don't know how to use. It's like, you know, if you gave me some whiz-bang bit of kit, if I don't know how to use it and I lost it, well, it's, it's not, it's useless to me. It doesn't matter. And that's the problem with this is that for feeder, they don't know how to use him. And that's, so is he a big loss? Well, in any other club, yes. At the moment, in the mm. Titans, no. So I've got the Roosters and I've got the Roosters winning it pretty well. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that because I almost felt like bringing up the point with you guys saying if you put Fafita or Tino in the storm, that you'd probably have them in the top, you know, 10 players in the, in the comp because they, 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 they know how to use them. And I think that's part of the, the problem there is the with the Titans. I just feel like when I watch them, they're, they're just like a bit of a rudderless ship. I'm, I've been really disappointed with them this year and... Uh, for the Roosters, for me, they're in a position now where it's um, they 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 have to start winning games. They have to really really stand up because as as we said, personnel wise, you look at the Roosters team. Uh, this is a team that should be getting the job done each week. This could be the um the game they turn it around, and f- unfortunately for the Titans, um, they could be the victims. I'm I'm expecting the Roosters to uh to win this one. <laughs> Okay, now we've got uh, hot favourites. North Queensland Cowboys hosting the Newcastle Knights this week on Saturday night at uh, the stadium in Townsville. Um, so it's a home game for the Cowboys. Uh, they're enjoying some some good form. And as you'd imagine, uh, untamed lineup after last week's win over the uh, Parramatta side. So we've got the hammer coming off the bench Um and, and last week when they brought him on, he uh, he really carved up a tired Parramatta side late on, so they might be looking to do um, a similar thing. So, um, yeah, just, just keep a watch this space. Taking a deep breath here so I can try and get through all of this. Uh, huge changes here for the Knights. Um, 
Hoy replaces Clifford at 5'8". Um, last week uh, against the Storm, um, they hooked him. Like he, he came off. He was hooked, wasn't yeah, he? he was yeah, hooked. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to double check that. It, 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 it was yeah. Anthony Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Adam Clune's been replaced by Phoenix Crossland. Uh, Fitzgibbon and Dom Young have been named to return from knee injuries. Um, Kurt Mann, he's still out. Leo Thompson starting at lock. Um, Crocker and Solo on the bench. I mean, they're, they're making some changes here. The Knights, uh, look, they've... We, yeah, we, we talked about them at the top. We talked about them last week. They're really struggling. They're coming up a team against a team, Griffo, that's in great form. Uh, some of those key players, like you said, Scott Drinkwater. Kyle Felt, he's he's scoring tries. Um, again, yeah, it all seems good. to be... It was good. All seems to be working for the Cowboys at the moment. It certainly is. Um, yeah. Um, I... I'm obviously tipping the Cowboys. Um, the Knights, some of the changes are forced and some of the changes are uh, because players have been dropped. So, uh, yeah, they've got a brand new halves combination. Um, two guys who probably, to be fair, uh, have probably played a lot together in the juniors, Tex Hoy and, and Phoenix Crossland. Um, and both were touted as, as being, you know, uh, future first graders. I think they might have had some success in the juniors. Um, so while to, to us, maybe it might seem uh, panic stations, but if those two guys have, have, have an established relationship over time, then it may actually help the team out. Um, they're missing players but I don't think that's their biggest problem their biggest problem is, is what's happening out on the field not not the injuries um, they're not playing well they're, they're struggling to score tries uh, um, they haven't scored a try in their last two games and I think if you went back four or five games they've, they've scored less than a try a game so you, you don't win many games in the NRL if, if you're you know, averaging less than a try a game. So uh, I think they've got issues. They're playing a, a team that's in, in red-hot form um, with, with attacking weapons, uh, both in the forwards and the backs. So I, I'm, I'm all tipping, obviously, Cowboys. Um, they've got a few favourites there. They've got uh, the balloon on the bench. They've got the big condon. And there's a new favourite. Um, from the Knights in the reserves, and that's the Python. Oh, um, yes, 22. Dylan. Dylan Python. Dylan, Dylan the Python. I, I was also actually <laughs> looking at this, and I, I actually like the... Um, I'm, I'm going to you in a second, Shane, but Griffo's brought this up. I like the reserves for the uh, Knights this week. they got the Python. They've also the got... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was actually going to... My, my other favourites, there's... Uh, <laughs> There's, there's, there's Kobe Ruggless, so obviously um, I haven't seen him there. He obviously doesn't need a toupee or anything. No. He's got no rug there. And Ben Tolte. Yeah, uh, I, I looked uh, at it and thought it was Italy. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I actually thought that it was uh, I thought it was a kid with a speech impediment telling me that something was too salty. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how they go. Hopefully, they get as much joy as we have out of the side this week up in Newcastle. But I tell you what, Shano. I want to see the python meet the condom. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's a, we'll, well, we'll see how they match up. Definitely. <laughs> I just hope guys, got, I just got hope one's in the, in the carpool rugby league feed. Oh, it's no well, doubt. I'll tell you what, a minute ago, hope one's got the other. Hope we, one's got the other covered. The other, oh mate, a minute ago we couldn't put the team. Now we've got. It's it's Jeez. just, uh, oh. geez, we'll be cutting players left, right, and centre. We'll have to have trials. Uh, <laughs> yes. We'll have to have trials out at Homebush after a game one week. Maybe we'll have trials next week after Magic Round when everyone's all there together. Hope for Condon's. That's, that's good, yeah. I hope uh, for Condon's sake we don't have a drop off. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, I can't add much more to say than. Uh, the reason why I'm tipping the uh, Cowboys look at the last three weeks, the reason why I'm not tipping the Knights look at the last six. Done. Done. Yep. That's it. Like, that, that's just form. And, and the Knights have none. The, 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 you know, there was a couple of losses there in that time for the, the Cowboys. They, they, the Roosters hit them hard. And then there was that one point loss. They've learned a lot from that. Their last three weeks have been fairly clinical actually. And I, form tells me that they're going to win and probably win it fairly well. Uh, this, the night side looks like a side that's clutching at straws right now. Simple as that. Simple as that. Um, yeah. You um, went on to the two minutes, Shana. That was um, didn't not, need needed, not needed. Not needed. <laughs> it was not needed with, uh, with 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 the caliber of opposition that they have. Another favourite in this one, Griffo, that could be a contender. Welcome back, Cotter. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yep, so, Been in good form. Yeah, they're talking just, about him. Uh, you know, being a potential Maroon. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? If he does, uh, look. If if I, were, I I reckon I'd love to see the um. The Maroons fans jump on board and have like a section of the crowd like the sweat hogs and they're all dressed up yeah, like you know absolutely. Hoshak yep. and Vinny Barbarino and one yep. uh, Epstein. All. Yeah, one <laughs> Epstein. One <laughs> They can all have the Boy, curly. They can, they can I was gonna say like none the, of them uh, none of them needed a run. Freddie Freddie Boom Boom Washington. I was gonna say they could almost have the um <laughs> the one Epstein version of the Blatchies oh. Blues uh Afros oh. with a little hat. There they you were ruggless. <laughs> From what I heard. Uh, getting back onto the uh the footy. Um I could some... use a rug. <laughs> you are currently rugless. <laughs> I had a rug there at one stage but one of our one of our trips away. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. The South African with the mullet. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, oh, I don't think that lady... How many lady, games to go? I don't think that lady at the uh, at the hotel will ever forget that conversation <coughs> where you went in with your rug on asking about the uh, the sleeping arrangements. But anyway, they... <laughs> well, they gave you the double bed, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> Yes. Uh, gee, that was with, a good one. Uh, with uh, Elias. <laughs> the big man. Mm. Not Benny Elias. 
No, no, no there was no back doors. No. <laughs> anyway, Storm played the Dragons, Amy Park, Melbourne on Sunday afternoon. Um, <laughs> this is one of the, yeah, Dragons fans have uh, been on a high lately, but uh, definitely a step up in regards to the uh, the calibre of the uh, the competition that we've got this week. Uh, for the Melbourne Storm, just uh, looking here, um, Tepai Maroa out for six weeks. Uh, he's oh, been going well, actually. Yeah, yeah, he was going well. Carrying the ball really well. So uh, Jordan Grant coming into the 17, the only change, as you'd imagine, because they've been absolutely dusting everyone. Um, Jack Bird has been named to return. He's expected to be right to play. He's in the number six jersey, which means Amone will go back to the bench. Um, that's the only change for the Dragons. Jaden Sullivan may come back into the team. Uh, we don't know. They were really excited about him scoring last week, so who knows? They might yeah, uh, give him easy spot. Give him a crack, but um, oof, the Storm, geez, this is if you're a Dragons fan, you're really worried because the Storm just they just their attack is absolutely phenomenal. Sports better scared that uh, this might be a dust up to the Dragons paying it. $10. Uh, $1.05 for the Storm. Goodness me. Fair enough. Right-o. Um, I'd imagine the Storm would be uh, pretty hot to trot in this one, Griffo. Um, your thoughts on uh, how you think they're going to match up against the Dragons down in Melbourne? Dragons have been, uh, you know, they've been in good form the last few weeks. Uh, they've looked quite solid, actually. Um, but I just think the Storm, they're just, they've got attack all over the park. Um, they've got speed, they've got skill, uh, they've got some power there. Uh, they've just got players who, who literally can cut you to pieces um, on the football field. And uh, I don't think the Dragons will be able to go with them for 80 minutes. I think they might start off, you know, solid enough. Um, but if anyone can, can find a, a slow forward, it's, uh, it's Harry Grant. And I think um, the likes of George Burgess, Aaron Woods, um, I think they're going to be under a lot of pressure because they're not the most mobile guys. Um, and I just think Harry Grant, uh, he's, he's going to be a, a big problem for the, for the Dragons. Um, Coates and Nick Meaney, two blokes that were at other clubs last season, must go to bed every night with a smile on their face thinking, I play for the Melbourne Storm. I don't play for the Broncos. I don't play for the Bulldogs. I'm on the wing for the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. Scoring tries. Um, it really, uh, it doesn't matter who they put on the wing at the Melbourne Storm. You just end up looking good. Mm. Playing outside the likes of Monster, Jerome Hughes, Pappin Hughes and... Um, yeah, it's Melbourne Storm, and um, they're a serious contender for me to be the joker again this week. Uh, they've they've done well for me the last two weeks. 
Just quickly, Griffo, before I go to Shane, um, Tom Eisenhuth. Yeah. Def. Yeah, he's, he's on the reserves, and he is a definite for the carpool uh, favourites yes. team. Yeah, he's uh, he won't even be on the bench. He'll be straight into the second row. Um, we we, we could even give him the captaincy. That would be something that would have to be discussed at a team yeah. meeting. But um, He'll certainly be part of the leadership group if at worst. Uh, yeah, that's true. We only have to narrow it down to five. Um, yep. All right, Shano, the storm. Uh, <coughs> I'm actually going to throw to you with this question, Shane, and I want the tip off the back of this. Mm-hmm. Are the storm the number one form team in the competition? We know the Penrith are number one on the ladder. <laughs> are the storm, mm-hmm. in all reality, the number one team based on what we've seen in the past few weeks? Oh, I think they're the number one team that can score points. Um, I, I, I think... I think I think saying that they're in any better form than Penrith, um, that, look, that definitely the Storm are scoring points. Um, you know, albeit probably, you know, considering I picked them for my joke the last two weeks, it shows maybe the opposition hasn't been uh, the best either. I've got them again this week for my for my joker. I, I just think they just know how to exploit every crack. In, in the defensive line, and they just they just jump all over it. Um, I think with Penrith, they are the most they are informed. They are the informed team. I, I don't know if they are the informed team, but with Penrith, they are definitely the, the two informed teams in our competition. Hmm. Um, they're the two teams you don't want to play. Um, you're not going to win uh, at this point in the game. Uh, it's going to take a monumental effort to to come close, and that's why this week I've got the Storm winning. Uh, great to see Tom back. Um, I just think that they've just, like you said, whoever they put in just plays out of their skin. They're another player. It, it, they bring themselves to an absolutely other level. Craig Bellamy's, you know, we talked about do they have the venom? They most definitely do. I, I, I've, I've got the Storm winning very, very comfortably. Yeah, I've got the Storm winning this one. And like, like you said, like, you look at some of these players that come in and, as you said, like, you know, you're, you're Remus Smith, you're Justin Olams, you know. He said Nick Meany coming into this side, even on the bench as you go down, Tyron Wishart, they just, you put that purple jersey on and um, you, you see great things happen. This could very well, Griffo, be my um, my biggest margin for the week, the Storm. So I, I'm actually... We're all looking in that direction now. I think you'll, this will be a popular one for the Joker and the Thief competition and uh, I think we'll be very confident that the Storm will get the chocolates uh, in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Final game of the weekend. Uh, we see the Sharks hosting the Warriors at Points Bet Stadium 405 Sunday afternoon. Uh, Mother's Day. Don't forget out there, uh, everyone, be good to your mothers on Sunday. It is Mother's Day. Um, the Sharks coming off that uh, that loss to the uh, Broncos last week. Very long turnaround, the Thursday to the, um, to the Sunday, which has helped um, with a few players that are niggling. Um, Dale Finucane, he's back. He's going to start at lock. So we see McInnes going to the interchange bench. Uh, Trindle's the 18th man. Uh, Aiden Tolman is listed to start. We do know he swapped with uh, Hunt last week, so have a look at that. Uh, Wade Graham coming off the bench for his second appearance after getting through 20 minutes last week. Um, Ikevalu and Connor Tracy are fit again, and they're amongst the reserves. So 
we've we've talked a bit about um, Talakai coming into the centres and being a revelation, um, but uh, knowing that you got Ikavalu and um, we, we couldn't see Connor Tracy uh, losing his centre spot earlier on in the year. We thought he was playing really well. So uh, plenty of competition and uh, some great headaches to have for Fitzgibbon at the Sharks. Um, DWZ, he's named to return. He had a really, um, really bad concussion against the Storm on Anzac Day. So uh, he's back on the wing. So he's replacing Jesse, Jesse Arthurs. Uh, Arthurs has a issue with his shoulder. Um, We've also got uh, Bailey Sirinan, 18th man. Um, he's being replaced by Katoa in the second row. And um, Aaron Penne. Um, back to... Uh, yeah, that's right. So he's he's back to um, make sure that Pastamania runs wild all over the Sharks this week. Uh, he is also um, back on the bench after that one-match suspension. Um, look, Griffo, credit to the Warriors. They're coming off a win. The Sharks are not, but we've seen some pretty impressive football from the Sharks uh, early on in this year, and they'll be looking to bounce back from last week's uh, effort against the Broncos. They definitely will be looking to bounce back. Um, uh, yeah, they weren't at their best. Um and they got beat uh, in a game that uh, they would have been expected to win, but uh, they were they were definitely outplayed. Um, I think they bounced back this week. Uh, Nico Hines had an off night, uh, both in attack and defence. Dropped balls, he missed tackles. Uh, he'll be, uh, I think he'll he'll be very determined to show his class. <clears throat> um, a big in also I don't think Finucane played that game um, you know I did tip I did tip the Sharks not knowing Finucane was going to be out I probably still would have tipped him anyway but uh, he's a big in uh, so I, I certainly think he will be driving them uh, to victory here uh, good to see Wade Graham make a return last week um, a guy that over a long period of time has been one of the elite players in the NRL. Um, so glad to see him back. Uh, I just think yeah, a little too classy, the Sharks. Warriors, um, they've had some good games. They've won four, lost four. Um, so it was good for them to bounce back after the, they were literally uh, wiped off the, the field at... Uh, on Anzac Day in Melbourne, um, but they did bounce back. I just don't think they're as good as uh, the Sharks on paper, and I think we'll see the Sharks well, maybe with a comfortable win. I don't think it's going to be huge, but um, you know we might see the Typhoon return this week <laughs> after he was um, – he didn't have a bad game, but he, he was just controlled by, by Katoni Staggs. Uh, as we talk about, I think we'll see uh, a bounce back factor. I don't really like the, the Warriors outside backs. Uh, and I think uh, Talakai, Ramian, Katoa, Mulatalo, Kennedy, I think uh, they might, you know, score quite a few tries between them. Yeah, so Griffo's looking at the Sharks to bounce back. Shano, um, what are your thoughts <coughs> on this one? He, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, 
it's a it's a good headache to have Dale Finucane coming in and having someone like Cameron McInnes and Wade Graham's coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah, I, I think like I think last week was more a hiccup uh, for the for the Sharks than anything else. I, I I rate the Sharks. I think look, you know, I don't think the 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 Warriors has the have the discipline to 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 match it with the um to match it with the to match it with the sharks for 80 minutes. Um, Fitzgibbon has got this side playing this brand of football where they're learning constantly, where something happens, they learn from it and they grow from it and they do new things with it. I think that's exactly the case with, um, with this week. They're going to grow from certain things. They're going to learn certain things. And um, yeah. And I've got, I think, I think in the grand scheme of things, um, you know, Whilst the Warriors might be there or thereabouts sometime during the game, they're going to run out of steam. They're going to run out of it pretty quickly. I've got the Sharks winning um, fairly convincingly. I, I, I think that the Sharks are definitely going to be in the, um, you know, somewhere between 13 to 18 points. Yeah, I've got the Sharks in this one too. Um, I, I think they'll be looking to bounce back. And even, even still, um, yeah, like you said, I think last week was just more of a blip rather than, um, you know, a, a start of any decline or anything like that. Um, and the Warriors, you just don't know what you're going to get from them. So they, they may surprise us. They've been very inconsistent, but we've seen some great things from the Sharks. So that would suggest that uh, we're looking at a Sharks win in this one on Sunday. All right, fellas. Well, that's the round previewed. Um, interesting thing I noticed there. I know we didn't necessarily... Um, see it this way but if you look at the uh the betting agencies eh, all the favorites are playing at home this week um oh. i think sports bets i think they they did have the raiders as slight favorites um over the bulldogs i think it was a dollar 85 to a dollar 95 depending where you look um some places have it a dollar 90 each so you know a bit of a flip of coin of that one but um yeah you don't want to forget to put your tips in in your Footy tipping comp this week, if uh, it's one that has a setting that gives you all the away teams, that is for sure. Um, probably say, guys, the, uh, you know, not not just because of our allegiances, but I think two biggest games that will see the most hype for this weekend um, in the media would probably be tomorrow night's South Sydney Broncos game. And then once that one's out of the way, they'll probably shift a lot of focus to the uh, Western Sydney derby, I'd imagine. Um, but uh, across the uh, across the weekend, there's some um, some really good games to look forward to. Um, yeah, looking forward to Manly seeing Trebojevic back. Three Trebojeviches together. Yes, so a uh, lot of origin implications. Just off the top of your head, I know this one I didn't talk about. Anyone you can think of this week that uh, you'd like to see stand up with origin just around the corner? Uh, good question. Um, <clears throat> I think Trebojevic having a good return would be great. That would be helpful. Yeah, I think you know, he's probably, you know, he's a given that if he's fit, he'll, he'll be in there. Uh, I'm just trying to think of guys who maybe have, I think Safiti, I think um, his form hasn't been good. And you know, he's yeah. been really good yeah. for the Blues in the last couple of years. I, I think his position's got to be very much under some um, some review if he can't start to show some form I, 
uh, I couldn't pick him. Um, it's, it's interesting you mentioned Saifidi in the Knights because you've also got uh, Tyson Frizzell played a lot of uh, origin. He's also in that Knights team and they are travelling poorly. Yeah, I don't think he played last year. I might be wrong. He might have played again, but I didn't think he played last year, Tyson Frizzell. Um, again, I, I, I might be wrong. Um, yeah, he's still... He'd be thereabouts. But I think... Um, the emergence of guys like Olukawatu and, and Keon Paloma telling you from the Rabbitohs. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually going to mention Paloma Tangi. I think if he has a if he has a huge game this week, it, it might be throwing him in the forefront. Yeah, I think he's already in the forefront, Shane. Mm. I, I think. Yeah. Um, and I'd be surprised if both he and Olukawatu uh, were both there. Mm. But um, both those guys, I do expect to, to represent at some, you know, for the Blues yeah. um, and, and possibly for some years. Um, young guys on the way up, both destructive. Uh, probably more likely a bench spot for one of them. But yeah, I think Tyson Frizzell's days probably over as far as uh, Blues yeah. go. Mm. And, you know, if we think back to, um, it, was, it was just interesting. I was just having a look here at the um, the side that played in um, game three last year. And I, I keep forgetting that, um, you know, you, you, you got players like, you know, some, some of the players we haven't talked about much in regards to, to origin. Um, you know, your Tarek Sims, we know Liam Martin came into the side last year. Um Appy Coruscant played that role off the bench. Um, it's you know there, there are some there are some positions obviously we know that are, that are signed up. We know that Tedesco is going to be the fullback, um, regardless of how the Roosters are going, and um, rightly so. Um, you'd imagine the Penrith halves are going to be the six and seven. Um, yeah, and then you've got your Isaiah Yo. You got your Cameron Murray's in that in that forward pack in the back line there. But yeah, they're. they're there's some some players there where, you know, you, I think that if you're in form over the next couple of weeks and putting your hand up, it's going to be hard not to be picked. Um, I even think of the Roosters at the moment, uh, a player like an Angus Crichton. It's yeah, a lot he's, easier he's to get a bit of a question mark there. Winning. Yep. And question obviously, you know, do you fit Pappenhausen in somewhere? There's there's plenty to talk about over the next couple of weeks in the Origin sides, and I'm really, I'm actually really excited for Origin this year. I think, you know, over the past few years, obviously we've, we've had a really good team, but um, yeah. there's just a there's going to be some great players that are going to miss out this year. I have a feeling there are. Um, I'm, I'm still when I think of Origin last year, I think we lost the last game. Can't believe it, but we did. Yeah. Um, the, um, no Cleary, no Luai in that game. Yeah, it was White and yeah. Moses, wasn't it? It was. And, uh, Can't see White and getting picked this year. I know he's well, been I, in that 14 uh, role a lot in the past. So. But, uh, yeah. I, could, I wouldn't pick him, but... Um, yeah, I just... I think he's... I think the first couple of games he was okay, but Canberra's going dreadfully, and and uh, he's their captain. Um, and, and I think his fortunes have... But he hasn't been as, as bad as some of the other players, but I couldn't find a spot for him yep. at the moment. Um, 
interesting, you know, obviously we don't think Latrell's going to be around for game one. Um, and, and I think Stag's probably got his uh, nose in front there. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure we'll see Latrell come back. Yeah. Uh, ready for game two. So. Yeah, and I think uh, if Brian Toto comes back and he's he's fit, I'd imagine uh, he and Ado Car would be. Uh, You'd think so. The wingers, yeah, yeah. But look, plenty of questions still to be answered. Um, it's all going to unfold over the next few weeks, and we really look forward to it. And uh, we look forward to having you listening again next week. And we thank you for joining us this week. As always, have a great week. And uh, thank you, listeners. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye Have a good bye. week. Hope your team wins. Except if you're the Broncos. <laughs>